trade services, Lavazi and Book1.co.uk present the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who Podcast. Hello and welcome to the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who Podcast, episode 537. I'm Adam, and for fun, sir, and is Kirby Bartlett Sloan. You're right. I am definitely Mr. Grumpy Face today. Mm, yes. Uh, who else? Can we do? Oh, yeah, Robert Haynes. I'm sorry, sir. I'm Sacred Bob. We have no need of comfy chairs. It's Mary Lang. We all plunge to our death. See, I thought about it. Mm-hmm. And yes, she managed to get everything working this week. It's Mebera Delrose. Zero oh, Hang on, sorry. Are you going to have to do that again? So I was playing the Hallelujah yeah, Clock. Yeah, sorry. Uh, didn't realise I was worthy of tune. Zero twelve slash acorn. Uh, nice. This uh, part of it. This week we're going to be doing some angel things as briefly as possible, because as I referred to off air, <laughs> we've done these stories. This is the third time uh, third we've time. done them. So if you really want to see a, a, a sort of combined synopsis of this story, um, Kirby will now relay uh, the episodes of the show you need to back listen to. Kirby? <laughs> Episode number 43 from uh, February the 21st, 2011. And episode 6 from March. Episode 18th. 6? Go back again. So you want a funny order then? You went episode forty-three and episode six. No, episode one fifty-six. Oh, one fifty. Oh, because Robert talked over you and you were. Yeah, he talked over. Who was, over, who from, was in from, which? From March uh, the eighteenth, twenty thirteen. So it's been nine years. Mm. Don't care. Uh, this is for Robert for talking years. over you. I don't think I've seen any of those. Um, I last saw it. And I'm here for any of those. Of course, this story has the. Uh, Mary was oh, on uh, one fifty-six. Debbie oh. was not. Yeah, I wasn't here yet. About May. When was I? Eleven, really? Okay. Uh, uh, Robert was on 156, mm. as was uh, Mr. Excuse himself. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that Mary's been on here putting up with us for nine years. Yeah. Um, She's been here for oh, by the way, and don't not forgetting, of course, that this is the the story that I was doing when we launched the show. So it's actually the fourth time. Wow. This has been featured. Well, it's not in the show notes, therefore Don't I didn't give a tinker's it. cuss. And if you want to look up tinker's cuss, that's uh, on Google somewhere. So, uh, the time of angels begins, um, Kirby, quite briefly. Um, I should have actually just sampled it, shouldn't I? It begins with a, a pan down from the sky and a, a sort of a, a gentleman that seems to be a bit on drugs. He's a lead singer of a, a pop band, I, I believe, at the time. I can't remember which one. Uh, never mind. I believe so, yes. And he's got a lipstick on his chops, uh, obviously. He is Michael Jeffrey Skinner. He's uh, best known for the music project The Streets. That's it, The Streets. Deb's favourite band. Uh, that's not mine, not Deb. Me. That's, uh, yeah. uh, anyway, so he's been he's been obviously drugged, and he, some um, <laughs> some Bond type agents approach him and arrest him. And then try to the Bond bloke. Don't know if it looked like a grey-haired version of Roger Roger Daltrey. No, the other one. Um, yeah, um, Rassilon. No, Rassilon. What's his name? 
Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton, Rassilon, I got yeah. the Dalt bit right when I said Roger Daltrey. And then, of course, <laughs> it doesn't take a, a lot of uh, working out, considering we saw a preview of it last week, that River Song, yeah, they just show her, her shoes and her legs and her gun. I mean, that would have been you quite cool if they play. hadn't already spoiled it the previous week. Um, the, uh, yeah. Anyway, so... Uh, River Song. Matt Smith. Pardon? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's that kind of kind of doctor. Yeah. Anyway, twelve thousand years earlier, the doctor is um, looking at some museum um, artifacts with Amy, and um, then finds something very interesting. And there's some carvings in old ancient Gallifreyan, uh, which Why is uh, in circles. I thought Gallifreyan was written in circles. Old ancient Gallifreyan. I don't think that's written in circles. Uh, Robert. Yeah. Could you tell Kirby off, please, for being silly? Kirby, stop being silly. Thank you. Uh, Anyway, there's a message that says something like, hello, sweetie, or something like that. Hello, sweetie. Cut a long story short, the doctor realises he's got to run. Although he's in a time machine, he's only running because he's being chased after some generic guards. And um, <laughs> go on, Kirby. Oh, God, what uh, what church was that filmed in? Beautiful lighting. Oh, I didn't know you wanted that. It's uh, I have it here. It's oh, my God, Brecon Cathedral. Brecon Brecon Cathedral. Thank you very much. Brecon. Yeah. Brecon. Yeah, just curious. It looked quite pretty, didn't so it? You, you should go there. You should no. visit. It's Wales. Now, have you ever have you ever been oh, to Clearwell Caves? It's Wales. I have. <laughs> I, I was watching some videos last night on Clearwell Caves. I want to go. I've been they, there. We went with the school. I'm just going to apologise to the I, listeners. I, I, oh, I, no, I'm not going to apologise. Okay, apologise. <laughs> not going to apologise. It's quite hot in here. I've had. I've got the door closed to keep the sound in as much I've as got possible. The silent fan on. And I've got. They're, they're fairly silent, but unfortunately, the microphones will probably pick up a light hum in the background. I'm not turning them off this week. I, I, I turned them off I for my, de- you know, for my detriment last week, and uh... no, we can't hear them at all. Oh, no, you can't, but unfortunately, the listeners will do because it's right next to the microphone. Right, so have things cooled off at all up there? It's Slightly, cooler, but it still gets hot. If you've got bad. a shut, if you've got a shut um, door and you've got um, a room full of computers and a fairly hot day, yeah, it's going to warm up. Mm. And it's currently it's the humidity degrees Celsius. Yeah, yeah. We've been up to. I've my dressing gown on. Humidity. Yeah, don't start doing the Andy Nunny stuff, though. please, Robert. Anyway, <laughs> how's the snow? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so back on the spaceship. Sorry, the the storm cage thingy, whatever it's called. Um, yeah. Um, River Song is uh, rather nonchalant and nonchalantly and um, what's the very word confident in him, isn't confident she? Confidently and mm. uh, well, her right. confidence in the Doctor is yes. what's really nice in this. Yeah. And what's yeah. the other thing she's doing? She's being slightly what what the tenth Doctor was. Oh yeah, arrogant. Sexy. Annoying. Arrogant. Sex. Arrogant. <laughs> Annoying. So to cut a long story short, she disc- she gives the doctor instructions uh, to um, create a sort of a little corridor thingy, uh, an air pocket, blah blah blah. And after the title sequence, she uh, lands on the doctor. Master. And what? On the doctor, master. <laughs> well, no, keep going, keep going. But Thank you. After after oh. she takes over, uh, after she takes over piloting the TARDIS. I need to say something. Yeah, the brakes, blah, blah, blah. No. No, uh, the blue buttons. No, no. no. Blue stabilisers, that's what it was, wasn't it? Are they a sort of drug? I don't know. Uh, Blue meanies. No, that was was Beatles, wasn't it? Blue meanies. 
immediately after she takes over, immediately after the title sequence, and she's piloting the TARDIS. Yes, and then Amy says, is she, is she your wife or something like that? You won't, you won't let me finish. Right? Well, you've told, you said let me carry on. You said don't worry about it, <laughs> and then you start going on about yes, it. Yes, <laughs> they made a mistake with the CGI. Oh, that's that's, that's Tenet's TARDIS. It's not, the TARDIS does not have the St. John's ambulance on it. Good. Uh... Well, is this immediately when she falls in? When when she takes over and they're chasing the uh, Byzantium. You drive with the brakes on. Yeah. When you yeah. see outside, when the Byzantium uh, flies away and the TARDIS is chasing it, it's uh, the wrong type of TARDIS. How? Probably they wow. skimped on the CGI. Probably. Oh, dear. Yeah, it was a mistake. Oh, my God. This is they, they, pulled, <laughs> they pulled up the wrong file. This is the first episode that they uh, recorded, so yeah. it's possible that they just didn't get it changed over in time. Oh, they admit that there was a. They brought yeah, up the rock line. Kirby's trying to say is, dare they? Yes. Anyway, on the live feed, Lillian Robin says hello, and then hello. I want Rivers' shoes. Howdy. I want Rivers' shoes too. I, I would crap. never need to walk in them anymore. <laughs> so eventually, um, the, the Amy finally gets the opportunity. Pardon? No, I'm saying they're bad for your feet and they're uh. bad for your back. Okay, if you say so. Amy finally gets the opportunity to land on an alien planet. She's very excited. So they do indeed, and a spaceship has just crashed into a mountain. But they landed on a beach in Wales. Yeah, it seems to have landed on uh, a the, a beach in Norway. Fine. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, and th at this point, though, when they're on this this sort of beach, uh, uh, River and the Doctor exchange notes in regards to the uh, River's diary. Really cool. I love those scenes when he get River gets the diary out. Um, and asked, have we done this yet? Have we done that yet? Of course, the mention of the Byzantian was in uh, the uh, previous story with the Tenth Doctor and, and Donna, which, again, I enjoy that those sort of little links like that. It's very Absolutely. Um, Lillian Robbins says, hey, oh, sorry, yeah, they're bad for my feet, but I love them. Um, uh, so anyway, where did we get up to? I, was I got to talk with uh, Alex Kingston at the Chicago TARDIS a few years ago. And she, she got to keep those shoes. Oh, she said, lucky. <laughs> cool. Half the size too small, and they do kill her feet, but she just loved them so much that they let her keep them. I got my picture taken with Alex Kingston where she's grabbing hold of a certain length of my scarf. Uh, right oh, there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyway, so the doctor and Amy uh, have a little chat. She's still quite excited, and she keeps ask, asking the doctor questions about River. It's your mum, for God's sake! Yeah. Doesn't anyone watching think watching this and thinking, "Come on, Amy, it's your mum," and 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 they love the poker face because obviously River must know that that's her mum. Yes, um, absolutely. She great knows. poker face. When I was watching with with Fred yesterday, uh, I point out to her. Remember, it's been a long time since you've seen this. Uh, that Amy is River's mom. Yeah. She, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so within one of the um, uh, little pods, there's a, a TV screen with a, a, an angel on it. Uh, of course, an image of an angel becomes an angel. And somewhere along the line, it is um, manufactured that Amy ends up getting trapped in that little pod. And... Um, that is a surprisingly creepy... I mean, the weeping angels are creepy, but that whole 
sort of the they really cover the fact that it's claustrophobic they make it a claustrophobic scene and that's just really good i think i mentioned mm -hmm. it um when we we've talked about referring back to this one before and i think i mentioned it then about how claustrophobic it feels yeah the, the yeah. angel shuts that door and locks it oh yeah 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 absolutely but anyway so history of course, uh, they, the doctor is very rapidly reading through the the the, the manual on on the weeping angels, and <laughs> then finds out obviously that don't look at the angel in the eye and all these other funny little things. And Amy tries to turn it off with a remote control, and um, everything goes a bit wrong. But then apparently <laughs> Amy herself finds a way of shutting it down so um, she can get out of this deadlocked situation. Yeah, she she turns it off during the little half second between the yeah, the yeah that was quite now, clever. That was quite. Has, have you ever uh, has anyone ever thought that possibly it's mentioned that that book was written by a madman? I've always thought that it was written by the doctor at some point. Could well be. He's a madman with a box. Probably by the thirteenth doctor who knows it, the angels inside out now, where she's actually been one. Yes. Uh, right then. Moving on. Uh, so, uh, they, so Amy gets out, and they 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 end up in this sort of very dark cave, and they uh, the doctor asks for a gravity globe thing, um, and kicks it rather sportively up into the air, and it, uh, it lightens everything, and lots of statues and creepiness. Instead uh, of the uh, the creatures from uh, Christmas Invasion, it. who were in the same space. Okay. Um, so anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm going to paraphrase a little bit here because Amy and uh, River do a little bit of bonding, uh, and and uh, while well, the, the while well, the clerics sort of um, just walk around the caves looking for, um, uh, guarding against the potential for weeping angels, uh, and then uh, one of them, <laughs> Angel uh, Bob, who's oh, not Angel me. Bob yet, <laughs> poor little Bob. Um, uh. it, it, it might as well have been wearing a red shirt. Oh uh, God, red yeah, shirt! That's all they yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as you see someone in a red shirt and they're going on an adventure, you just have a general yeah. sinking feeling these days. Speaking of red shirts, <laughs> exactly. Speaking of red shirts, it has been uh, speculated that the costume designer was inspired by Romana's Romana's outfit from Warrior's Gate for uh, the outfit that Amy is wearing. Although the outfit Amy is wearing has also been referred to as being a kind of a Little Red Riding Hood. Oh, okay. All right, yeah, moving Roma on. Yeah, uh, Romana was wearing a red top uh, and some trousers. Okay, anyway, the angels uh, are looking a bit ropey because <laughs> they haven't quite generated into angels. They're a bit sort of, they've been without a certain power, I suppose, and anyway, Bob, Bob gets done in, um, but after he got done in, the angels very creepily um, stripped off out his part of his brain and, and were using him to communicate to the doctor with. I tell you what, I mean that was beautifully done. The fact that obviously using Bob's voice and and being so menacing, but just keeping that that <laughs> that voice that Bob had, it, it just was absolutely lovely. I loved it. Um, so anyway, moving on, moving on. The, the situation within the cave becomes more and more sort of deadly because they're surrounded by angels and the angels keep turning the lights off and everything. Uh, and it does really look like... Lights. It does really look yeah. like they're about to get done in. 
Master, master. What? If you if you if you watch carefully, uh, as everyone's holding their torches, mm-hmm. they're all twiddling their uh, pinky fingers because that's where the switch is to uh, flicker the lights. Yeah. Thank you for that. Uh, whatever your name is. Flesh and stone. So next episode was flesh and stone. So basically, oh, yeah, the doctor. Moving on. Wait, wait. I have got to move. The doctor the... uses a gun. Um, to shoot the gravity globe and they all jump. And... He said gun just in a really odd I way. Again. Yeah. They're, they're, <laughs> um, like now they're upside down on the on the belly of the whatever it is, Byzantium ship, I suppose. With the angels looking up at them. But it doesn't take long for the angels to realise all they gotta do is essentially jump and you know, they're in the same place. So another little um sort of claustrophobic situation oh, I'm occurs. I've got a query then. Beg your pardon? I've got a query. Have you? Yeah. Okay. The angels jump. What happens if they're mid-jump and somebody looks at them? Well, they'll still fly, but they'll... They just, like, fall down just, and... They'll be solid, or... won't they? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Anyway. Um, yeah, so another little claustrophobic situation d- develops as they get locked into a little area uh, and then Amy says 10 um, and starts counting yeah starts yeah. counting and that beautifully turn. creepy wonderfulness oh dear. what am I saying about that yeah, poor yeah. Stephen Moffat um, this, this is when Stephen Moffat was was great and well I wouldn't go that far yeah, <laughs> this, was, this was a good story Robert I'm sorry it was really good um and they just try to they keep away from the angels, and <laughs> then like, while wow. they, they enter this sort of area where there's loads of doors, like a, looks like a central sort of control room. Um, it's a secondary control room. A what? Secondary control room. Yes. The doctor finds a route out into this sort of area of wonderful, wonderful forest and stuff, um, and he starts talking to Bob on the on the phone, and Amy's oh, still counting sound. down. So she, I love the bit where he goes, "Oh my, why is Amy count, counting down for fun?" And that's my quote. For fun, sir. And behind him, the crack opens. But then Amy uh, closes her legs and sits down, and it's fine. Um, For God's sake. What? <laughs> she had a short skirt. Adam, you just lowered the tone. <laughs> well, Ben's not here. Yes. I've got, I have uh, the well, power. The same way the, the tone is lowered at the very end of the, <laughs> oh, no, this yeah. episode when... Ah, uh, uh, yes, indeed. When, well, when the crack opens the back up again. Oh, no, they oh, close it. Anyway, uh, and, of course, the, once the crack opens, the <laughs> angels are like, they're like moths to a flight. <laughs> the angels are rather attracted to it. So, anyway, once they're in the pot yeah, forest... Uh, very conveniently, by the way, those right. woods are uh, puzzle wood, uh, which is forest, part of the Forest of Dean, and it's, like, right outside of Clearwell Caves. Did you say interestingly? Yes. Which particular bit was interesting? <laughs> Do you know what? Isla was singing a Kirby song before I came in. They're around next door. <laughs> anyway, Brandon Moore joins the uh, the online messaging by saying, sorry I'm late, I failed to understand the gravity of the situation and got sucked into Amy's crack. And you say, I lowered the tone. <laughs> right, by the time she gets to four, Amy starts feeling a bit ill and uh, is advised to lie down. And... Um, yeah, the doctor sort of gives her a bit of a pep talk, and eventually they decide the only way they're going to stop her from dying is getting her to shut her eyes. Now, this bit did confuse me a smidge. One minute, apparently she's got her eyes shut, when later on in the episode she's got her eyes shut, and the angels um, are distracted and won't realise she's got her eyes shut. Well, how the hell do they 
no people are blinking then if pe their eyes aren't shut and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't get that bit. That's the only bit I didn't get. Master, oh, it's a science now? fiction fantasy TV <laughs> Shut up. Hey. Anyway, she's got her eyes shut. And, um, so initially, um, <laughs> sorry, the Doctor, uh, Octavian, uh, who's a great actor, he was a brilliant character, great actor, um, go off on a mission, leave Amy all on her own. But then, uh, just after the Doctor leaves, a mysterious things happen. thing happens when the Doctor suddenly reappears and says, you do believe in me, don't you, Amy, and that all sort of stuff. And sh he's got his shirt sleeves rolled up. He didn't have that just a minute ago. And I think most people picked up on that at the no, time. No, course, no. Up. He's wearing There's... his jacket, and he very deliberately had... The angels had stolen the jacket. Yeah. In this case, he's wearing the jacket. Yeah, no. oh, well, no, people no, picked up on no, that and right, realized it might be an echo from the future. The version yeah. that I saw, he did not have the jacket on. He had the sleeves rolled up. Yeah, yes. I see that. Yes, but there yeah. was obviously something so different. So he have his jacket on. Because the, he's, got, he's got stripy sleeves, which are quite stand out quite a lot. And then the yeah. neck, that scene, he, he's, you can see his hairy arms, can't you, Mary? Yeah, it was. It, I guess that was a Mandela effect on my part because I remembered it being the jacket. It's the Mandela effect. He had his, his, um, his, yeah. his sleeves rolled up. So Mary, wasn't it? Aren't I right? Well, yes, you are. But the thing is, is I remember when I first watched it, and he had the jacket on. But that now the version that I'm seeing um, now, and I have a feeling they went back and changed it. He has his sleeves rolled up. Yeah. I, yeah. So, but it, I think so. You're you're agreeing with me that I thought it was a jacket. Anyway, there's a little. Or, or rea reality has changed. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so there's something something's it. been decoded by the doctor, and there's these little numbers come up on his little machine and say he calls it Amy's time. Uh, 2606 20, 2010 basically that's the number yeah her uh, anyway. her her wedding day but he does leave a couple of clerics to look after amy well which that doesn't go too well for her to be fair um one of the clerics is quite the, the black cleric has got quite a well-known face on british telly i, I recognize him quite clearly but i can't think of what i've seen him in game of thrones probably oh, was he in game of thrones was he yeah um, game of Gones. he's also in full monty is he yeah what, ah, what the film? Okay. Yeah. Was he one of the strippers? Yeah. Oh wow, I didn't know that. We are talking about the same guy, aren't we? Yeah, the, the one yeah. that gets done in first, yeah. that goes into the crack every first. Every time, every time I see him, I think of his name and it just disappears. But yeah, I, I will dig down into deep filing. There's no need. Anyway. <laughs> so anyway, they, the soldiers gradually sort of get drawn to the crack like a, like moths to a light, like I said earlier on. And as soon as they go in there they can get wiped from history including the bloke that was in that great sky tv series on about football that i forget the title of um <laughs> the george the georgie bloke um it's quite creepy when obviously he, she's amy's trying to talk about all the people they've just been hanging around with and they mm -hmm. and he's so there's nobody called that there's nobody called that and off he goes and i don't know that gone. person well and the, and it wasn't the his shirt sleeves it was uh his jacket mm. Whatever. Anyway, so meanwhile, <laughs> same thing. Same thing. It's been sucked through the. Uh... Ian Glenn. Okay. Anyway, so the doctor um, is having a bit of a bicker in some ways with, with um, with Octavian, and then the lights go out, and Octavian's being grabbed from behind by um, a weeping angel. Uh, who's who's dying? Robert. 
Oh, right. Cheers, Robert. Oh, now we've all got COVID. Absolutely yeah. wonderful. Thanks for that. <laughs> Listen to them. They're dying, R2. <laughs> They're dying, R2. <laughs> Curse my metal body. I wasn't fast enough. <laughs> anyway, I was trying to think of the name of the, the, the beautiful lady, that, which I really don't understand why the BBC did that. The beautiful actress that was um, used to go to conventions because she was a weeping angel. Um I can't remember her name now. I've got a signed you picture of her. You've met her at least once. Yeah. I have met her. I've got a picture <laughs> with her. But I can't remember her name. She's still in my picture. Actually, maybe I should look into my little... No, I can't be bothered. Anyway, um, but she yeah, was very yeah, pretty. It seemed a bit of a shame to stick, a, stick all this stuff on top of her. So you can't see her face. Anyway, so very brave scene of Octavian who, who you know, has to die, basically, because he's really got no, no choice. And did you see the little tear in the doctor's eye? I thought yes. that was quite a lovely little touch as he, he knew that uh, he was saying goodbye to old Octavian. Oh. I didn't see it, though. Oh, didn't you not? Anyway, so Amy's going to die. Uh, the Doctor tries to say, well, all you've got to do is walk through um, uh, with your eyes shut this this sort of forest um, uh, towards Easier me. Easier said than and of done. Course, she's got no chance. Yes, Robert. Easier said than done. I just want to say that. Anyway. You know, if, 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 if the angels are quantum locked so that uh, they're stone if you're looking at them, and she's not looking at them, they're they're only stone because we're looking at them through are the they not? <laughs> no, aren't they supposed uh, to be distracted by the, the time energy coming out of Amy's crack? Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, that's that's an introductory no, thing. Oh, no. Do. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> you so, don't worry, Ben. I've been filling in for you on the innuendo me. front. You turn up and the first thing you hear is someone talking about Amy's crack. I mean, <laughs> all right, I'm I'm adding you to the list of who's in the. You episode. don't actually have to commentate on what you're adding to on the spreadsheet. <laughs> yes, I uh, do. Ben, do you have a you. quote from this tale? Hey, McDoctor McCron. What? He's in oh. Glen. <laughs> He's Scottish. I, I don't remember him being Scottish in this story. I, I, I am Doctor Who and I'm Scottish. Actually, going back, is Ian Glenn the the uh, the cleric that that you were talking about earlier on? Yes. Because I think you might have got a bit confused there. Fair enough. We got him wrong, did we? Never yes. Mind. No, I'm talking about the the black cleric chap with Asher? the gap teeth, who was oh, looking God. after Amy in the forest with the Geordie. Oh bloke. no, that's definitely not Ian. No. He's been in loads of stuff. Anyway, uh, what's some um, what's um, yes, Kirby? Sir. That's the one. Yes, Kirby. I I was updating the database and I flipped over to the Toy Megabyte Doctor Who podcast.podbean.com <laughs> and to look up Victory of the Daleks. And somehow we talked the Beast Below was episode five thirty five, but the Podbean says. Victory of the Daleks was 546. So, Kirby's trying his hardest to bore us. Time to make a cup of tea. You know he's going to ignore us. Maybe you will go for a wee. wee. Anyway. Uh, can, right, so, can, um, you can you correct that? Just when you think that... Can you correct that? What? Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know if we can be bothered. Well, plenty of other things I need to do. Well, what do you guys do when we, when we actually have episode 546? Put it down as 536? Oh, God. Well, what is this one called? I've already I, said what the episode what, title is. Um, it's episode 537. Hang on. What's going on? Go Sorry. look at Podbean. Go, how, right, because I've got all the time in the world, haven't I, to go around and correct episode numbers. 
I made a mistake. I'm yeah, sorry, I'm not perfect. If you would have made a mistake, I have to go back to Podbean and change these episode titles. How do I? How do I put Victor the dialects in? Uh, into the database. Right. Who the hell knows? Is it not possible, Kirby, that this <laughs> could have been done or fair? Yeah. No, no, no. Let's have an on-air production meeting. And it because really of you, instead of going into the Podbean site, I went into Ancestry because it's a very similar logo. I'll, I'll come back to that in a minute. Where do I go? No, do it come later. back to that. Adam, Adam, just let's just get on and don't worry. How about that? That'd be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> Could have done that about ten minutes ago. So anyway, Amy is trying to get through these um, um, angels who, just for the sake of the script, can't see the fact she's got her eyes bloody shut. But um, apparently they're being distracted by the time energy of her crack. I mean, like of Muffet. the of the the crack that of, in time and space, etc., etc. Anyway, Amy just when you think Amy's about to die because she's fallen down and dropped the communicator, even though it's right next to her hand as she's padding around for it, it's right next Amy. to her hand, Amy. Good old, good old daughter, daughter beams her into the spaceship and um which therefore um saves a paradox and um means that obviously river doesn't suddenly disappear because she would do if, if she didn't save her etc well uh, you, you so, realize since it, it is the doctor there and dr river song it is a paradox anyway uh so uh the doctor switches off the gravity and everybody grabs on her um tight so they don't get sucked into the gravity field all the angels fall in and it shuts amy's crack like I said earlier on, if she just sort of sat, sat with her legs shut, that probably would have done the same job a bit earlier on in the episode. Oh. But we wouldn't have had a, a little story to watch, would we? So anyway, um, yeah, she's all right now. She hasn't got an angel go. in her eye because the angel in her eye got went through a crack as well. That's a bloody feat to do in itself, isn't it? Really? And um, River has been handcuffed, and there's a bit of innuendo between her and the Doctor regarding the handcuffs and stuff uh, and she's hoping that uh, the good behaviour she's put into this particular rescue mission which killed all the clerics um, means that she might get a bit of time off her sentence for killing someone uh, a, a wonderful man and we thought it might have been the doctor and my god we were right and <laughs> so, oh, um, so, may I remind you that when, when River died she had put him in handcuffs Oh yes, well good. That's yeah. Anyway, so off she goes. And, no, off she goes, and, and uh, Amy and the Doctor head off to Amy's house to have a look at a rubbish wedding dress. I have to say, it's a terrible design. I don't know who decided that design that one. And then what, the are, most. Are you are you somehow an expert? On yep. wedding? Yeah. Oh, I know that dress is written now. They probably that. got it from a, a second-hand shop from the 80s. Anyway, uh, so they, they, money. and then the most excruciating scene in this period of Doctor Who when yeah. Amy tries it on with the Doctor. I love yeah. the Doctor's sort of trying to sort of fend her off, apart from the kiss bit. Yeah, um, yeah that was excruciating. Moffat agrees that this should, this is wrong. Well, then why did he put it in? Because he's a knob. He's a writer. So he wrote it. He could have taken it out. He, he was trying to be funny, but he now admits that that was the worst thing he wrote this entire series. Yeah. It ruined the episode in some ways because it's yes, a really, really good story. Yeah, um, yeah. Because you could um, you could suspend your disbelief well. in regards to the her having eyes shut with the angels around a little bit. Yeah, you could just suspend that because of the crack being open and stuff, uh, and then being distracted. Maybe I don't know. But as soon as you got to that scene, it was just ridiculous and upsetting they might as well just remove it from the episode because they obviously like you say they replaced him with his shirt his, his jacket on with with his, his sleeves didn't they to do re-edit for 
for you know, posterity. Anyway, so that was a bit of a shame. Uh, On a scale and, of one to ten, Adam, how well, much did it upset you? Um, probably about nine. I hate that scene. Absolutely yeah, it. It, yeah. it sounds like a nine in the way that you're talking. That's not good. But the rest of the episode is is, is a probably eight or a nine in itself. And it's a great story, very gripping, very well written, great dialogue, um, and Amy and, and Karen Glynn's in it. Um, and of course, so is uh, the the Ben's most hated actress, Alex Kingston, who's also fab. Um, God, I so, yeah, hate that woman. I do, I do like the episode. Why? But then we have a preview for Flesh and Stone, which features um, Draco Malfoy's mum. There you go. Who? So anyway, so I'm just going to. I've already. That's more or less what, what I think of the story. So I more or less said what? what I thought of it. It's a great story. Um, actually, I liked it a lot more than I rem- remember liking it. Uh, I just wish I'd stopped it at, just at the point where they go back to have a look at the dress <laughs> and didn't watch that bit. Um, so there you go. Right then, who should we begin with? Because she couldn't be bothered to show up last week, it's oh, Deborah Melrose. <laughs> be I honestly, I nearly threw this laptop across the room <laughs> several times. Um, oh, so so you're rubbish at IT, is it? Then? No. You just can't. I mean, I understand. Pass this over to someone who knows more IT than me was a bit embarrassing. But I mean, know. I mean, what your daughter? <laughs> no, usually. <laughs> You obviously missed the news last week, then I've got a new job as an IT uh, AV installer. So if you ever need any help, don't call. Oh, well. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> of course you can. Of course you could. But this story, yeah, like um, Adam just said, I watched it again. And I enjoy it more every time I watch it because I think I spend more time looking at all the different statues in the background as well because you know. And Kirby spends all his time on. looking at the different statistics. Oh, uh, yeah. All <laughs> the dogs is getting put down and up. I just, I really like this one. It's a good romp. It's, it's fun. It's creepy. I mean, the fact that you know Blink is still one of the all-time best Doctor Who episodes ever, and then they bring back, you know, when they keep bringing back enemies like the previous story, the Daleks were ridiculous. The Teletubby Daleks, yeah, you know, ridiculous. Yeah. But mm-hmm. they brought the Weeping Angels back, and they are creepier than they were in Blink because there's just. The, the the way every now and then the light changes and they've all moved is just horrifying but in such a good gorgeously creepy way and i love it when doctor who does that when it kind of pulls the rug out from you um with amy having to have her eyes closed all the way through and yeah it's, it's just it's just a really good story and the music really adds to it as well again and i think uh, the actors in this everyone's acting beautifully alex kingston's just a joy to watch every time she's yeah, on. don't say that in front of ben <laughs> I love her. I absolutely love her. Ever since I first saw her in Mole Flanders, I've raised Oh, I love Mole Flanders. That's a yeah. great... I think Ned Flanders is brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> but I, this one especially, I just feel the tone of it, the, the colour palette of it as well, is, is, is grim, it's dark, but then you've got the beautiful red, red, red everywhere. And it's just, yeah, it's just really... It's a sumptuously shot one story and i think this is is just growing growing on me every time i watch it and i enjoyed it the first time so yeah i'm happy i was happy to watch this and uh isla just won't because it's weeping angels won't go near it bit of a scaredy cat um tom liked this one as well and it's very rare for him to actually join in and watch with me these days so yeah cool liked it thank you kirby what did you think i absolutely love this story so and yeah i see more details every time i watch it it's been years since i watched this one i'm surprised that i haven't gone back to it in several years just it's yeah there's potholes 
So what? Potholes? <laughs> yes. Who would spot them? Me. Usually. By the way, watch watch the length of Matt Smith's hair. Sometimes oh, it'll change. I just wonder seat. what you're going to say then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's Is that it, it Kirby? Hello, Kirby? Any, yeah. Any Kirby there? Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. Ben, what did you think? Um, yeah, well, I mean, the running <laughs> around, the the jumping, uh, the costumes, the music, the talking, the story. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was... Isn't this your uh, review uh, from a few weeks ago? Yeah, he's got a generic Moffat review. Who, um, just, you know, uh, one thing I want to know, which episode are we doing? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know what, what you're even talking about <laughs> I'm, I'm sat there watching the Grand Prix sorting out the quiz <laughs> are you going to watch any of the Muffet era uh, no <laughs> <laughs> no no see the thing is as I've said before Kirby I have better things to do it's that simple and I, I don't like it I don't enjoy it and blimey, that's a long review you just sent me through from Alan T. Butcher. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I uh, carry on. Uh, thank you. Um, Robert, what did you think? Robert? Robert? Has he fallen asleep? I, 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 totally understandable. Robert? He might have hit mute. Oh, I might no, be my, uh, oh no, he sat on his mute button. He's all right. He's there. He's still there. <laughs> Start can over. Yes. Yeah, I can hear you. Can hear you now. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Yes! Yeah, can hear yeah. you. Okay. <laughs> Good. No, because no. I'm not going to button on my thing, my headphone set. Mm. Yeah, I pretty much agree with what you guys say. Um, Naturally, I probably really, what I'm saying. I fair. quite enjoyed going back through and watching it again. Um, I mean, some of the performances I hate, like I hate... Everyone. <laughs> no, no. I hate. I do. Alex <laughs> Kingston's um, the that. way she's so smug at the start, that kind of thing. It just gets and the, you know the hello sweetie and. Oh, hello, Robert. Oh, oh, that's what that's what really irritates me. <laughs> that's what really grinds me. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that it's the script. Kind of, that kind of stuff. <laughs> I know. The way she says it. Yeah. It's just like, it's just like instantly want to punch her in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Or Moffat. <laughs> oh, both. I've got two fists. But I love, I love the creepiness in it. The, um, you know, when they get to the serious stuff, rather than doing all the frivolous kind of stuff, it's very, very good. And then they have to have that stupid scene on the end, and really makes me hate Moffat for being such a tool. God, At I least he admit Moffitt. he made a mistake, though, Robert. Yeah. Yeah, but the thing is, it's a permanent mistake. It's now part of the show. It's yeah. now part of the episode. Ah, but, but the, the rolled-up sleeves have, used to be uh, a jacket, so it's is not... Is that really so? Quite... Can someone do a side-by-side comparison? Yeah, somebody, somebody must have done it on on YouTube somewhere along the line. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, yeah, I quite enjoyed it. Uh, and I think, yeah, it's been ages since I've gone through that again, which is surprising. Um, probably when we last reviewed it. Is that it? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, thank you very much. Right, we've got stuff coming through on the live feed. Terry Miles says, Adam, do you mean Mark Monero? He was he was in King Gary and EastEnders and Corrie. Possibly. 
and he's talking about the, the, the one of the clerics that was supposed to be looking after Amy in the forest and went into the crack. Lucky him. Oh, oh, oh. I mean, that just, it's, a, it's a joke that just keeps on giving. It does, it, yeah. Doctor? And it's just, uh, just always <laughs> funny. No how many times you get it out every show, no matter how many. He times must you have get known it, when he was yeah, talking right. about Amy's crack um, that that would might generate a few. Um, Yes. Um, Robert Vence Jr. Hi all. Happy Sunday. <laughs> and then people to turn off. Happy nice. anniversary to you and your wife, Ben. Congratulations to oh, Mrs. Shoveler for putting up with Ben. Oh, for all God, yeah. she, is a, she is an absolute angel <laughs> to put up with all this shit. Uh, I'm not nice. So oh, I, yes, you are. You just say no, nasty things. No, I haven't. I, I, I haven't. tend to have this gruff bullish exterior but really you're a softie oh well yeah absolutely I tried a <laughs> pair of socks earlier but uh, <laughs> I did they were lovely um, it said, on one sock it said uh, my two children's names Mia and um, uh, was yeah, the other, the other one, one. <laughs> uh, and on the other side it said daddy and it said better together and it looked oh, oh it just made me oh, really, oh. really emotional so. and on that note it's Mary Blitzlang <laughs> Well, I will have to say that this story has gone down a few notches for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, it's Just because... dropped my phone on my foot. That really hurt. <laughs> it's because of everything that has followed since. When I first watched it, um, you know, nigh on that many years ago, um, I thought it was a great romp, you know, and, and I was just caught up in all and the suspense and the action and the great lines. This thing is full of great lines. Um, but, you know, what it, what it boils down to, it's a typical Moffat story where nothing makes sense. You know, I just find myself constantly going, what? And why did they do that? And why isn't this happening? Um, but because it moves so quickly and creates such tension along the way, I think that we tend to be very forgiving of it. Um, you know, like, why are the angels killing people now? Um, they were displacing people in time. Now they're killing people. Um, so I thought that's how things would continue on. But I know, you know, from watching, you know, the rest of the era and all that, that, you know, they go back to displacing people in time. So it's just it's a quirk of this story that just doesn't seem right, except without it, we wouldn't have Angel Bob to talk to them. Um, and when the doctor switches off the gravity and they all end up standing on the hull of the ship, you know, the first thing that occurs to me is, well, why are they standing? Do they have magnetized shoes or something? <laughs> because if he just shut off the gravity, why didn't they all just fall? <laughs> and which, of course, would break some necks. But, uh, you know, <laughs> how did they end up standing? You know, that to me, it niggled me a little bit when I saw it the first time. And this time it just, you know, oh, yeah. It's fine. Yeah, okay. Um, and I remember watching the, these early episodes and finding Amy pretty unlikable. And now I know why, um, yeah. that, particularly because of that scene, you know, that we all hate. But exactly. even before that, she's I'm pretty... trying to assault the doctor. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just pretty hard to, to get along with, I think. Um, she's always asking questions and not doing doctor, things. Like and, and she's just pretty irritable all the time. So... Um, but then after that, that scene at the end, you know, I mean, I think we all had enough from uh, the Tennant and Piper combination that we did, that yeah. I, I didn't want another, you know. Yes, no more kissing. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so, you know, that, that left a sour taste in my mouth, the way she was going after the doctor. Mm. I'm glad he repelled her. Yes. Um, 
Yeah, and then I, I guess the next episode when they go to Venice is because he wants to kind of reignite her love, you know, or reignite whatever she has going on with Rory. Um, I think that it's the it's the performances that really sell it. I think Alex Kingston does an amazing job, and I think Matt Smith. I know that this is the first episode that they actually recorded, um, so we're seeing him pretty young, pretty raw mm. in this. But boy, he still he, he comes across as part human, part alien, and the alien part seems to win more often than not. Um, so, eh, you know, I'm kind of on the fence now. I used to love it. Now I'm kind of on the fence because I'm seeing too much of the Moffat way of doing things. So that's what I think. Well, at least Thank we don't you. have to worry about Moffat doing anymore. Mary. Thank you, Mary. Yes, I <laughs> agree with a lot yeah. of what you said. Uh, I, um, I did did forget to commend matt smith because he was he was very good right then ah right um we got robert vince jr saying was that a pink floyd t-shirt you were wearing in ben in the picture i um yes it is actually yes i was thinking which picture which t-shirt yes it was a pink floyd t-shirt from a gig in 1974 when i was minus one (laughs) <laughs> Lily Robin says asking questions is the role of the companion and Robin Metzgenia says but like the Doctor Amy changed as well towards the end Mary Blitz isn't the role of the companion to run around screaming yeah uh, she does change and I do remember ending up loving the pawns but at this beginning I'm reminded yeah, yeah we were all worried weren't we Mary yeah. that it was going to be not another romance yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah I was irritated by her initially and, and I see why it's like she even throws her lips at him when she's married. He comes she's to the not- wedding and she goes, go on, like that, didn't she? It's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, glad that didn't last very long. Her whole demeanour is one of, you know, kind of being opposite to the doctor. You know, oh. she's always kind of arguing with him and, and all that. And then that's what that's what changes over time. Yeah, I'm glad it didn't last very long because um, there wouldn't have been a river because obviously... The- yeah. Anyway, uh, so that that concludes that particular section of the show. I hope Kirby has realised what's coming up next. Otherwise, we're going to get a hang on. Hi, I'm Caitlin Blackwood, and you're listening to the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who podcast. Anyway, as I was trying to say, I've that's given Kirby well plenty of time to initiate his special section of the show, hasn't it, Kirby? Yeah, you, special. Did, did, do you want the song again, or did you? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, pro- I'll probably have the song, but yes, if we could just have the song again, Ben. Good, because obviously you're not going to have it next week. So this no, is because if England week. are in the final of the Euros, I've got a funny feeling it'll be on this time next week, won't it, Ben? I've got no idea. I'll be on holiday, and it's birds football. So uh, doesn't matter. You know. England birds football, but at least yeah, at least still birds doing quite football, well, it? unlike Which the Ben. It counts. It does count, yes. Yes, it does. It counts in the same way as the Abba are now holograms. <laughs> that makes no sense all at all. I thought you liked Abba being around. I do. Well. That's why it makes no sense. I'm going to see it in under a month, and I'm really excited. All the time that's <laughs> not ready, and I have to spend five seconds refreshing the screen. Oh, and God, yet, here, we go. here we're going on like six minutes. All right, then. Just well, get look. on with it. Uh, what's as, this chat as, called again? What, Kirby, we'll, have the, we'll have the song again because yeah, I'm have not the song again because you never know and, I might edit this bit and we were might. talking we were talking about excellent <laughs> songwriters so I might have to edit this bit Adam edited I do and I absolutely have to I don't like no, it because yeah, I'm very you busy you see right, let's turn this computer off shut down well you need to edit that entry on Podbean just get on with it 
I've done that anyway, Kirby. Grabbing the sun. Everybody sing or I'm coming over. He asks you what you think and it and normally it goes it well, but as he's an American, he'd say swell. So here's what you think in content it doesn't lack. It lacks. It's Kirby Bartlett Sloan and his pedantic feedback. I hope I hit your levels there, Adam. Nobody <laughs> asked me to check them though, did they? Did I make you peak, oh, we didn't, sir? Didn't we? Fired. Did I make you peak? All of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I I posted. Shall we all quit? <laughs> in the middle of it, in the middle of the show. <laughs> Leave Adam doing all the feedback, pretending he's all of us. Indeed. <laughs> Get on with it. I'm trying. Shall I play the song again? No! <laughs> I like the song. Thank you. So do I, actually. Let's have it again, then. No! <laughs> <laughs> oh. I might not be here the week after. What is going asks on? you what you think, and it normally goes well, but as he's an American, so he's strong. So here's what you think. Kirby, It's Kirby, Bartlett, and his pedantic feedback. Cue Kirby. Now I have to wait for the feedback. Just get on with it. Cue Kirby. Cue Kirby. I've been trying for 10 minutes. Anyway, the... Cue uh, Kirby. Not hard enough. The first comment... Oh, Kirby, start yes. now. So I have to tell you that I posted... Off a, you go a, now, Kirby. I'm pointing. Go for it, Kirby. I'll bet. I'll bet. Oh, I love you. There <laughs> <sighs> right, we go. If you don't start soon, it will really annoy Adam. <laughs> I'll just move on to the next section of the show. Hold on then, let's have the song again. I posted a picture of, of a shut-eyed uh, Amy in front with all the angels. So the first comment is Lillian Robbins saying, Oh great, my phone, that which holds the image of an angel, becomes itself an angel. And to that, Ian Kirk decided to get pedantic. Oh, how dare him. <laughs> and he says, there was no concept of that which holds an image of an angel becomes itself an angel in the story blank, I feel like they are moving the goalposts. They always and, do. They change with everybody. Yes, yeah, they did yeah, with Daleks. Picture, they did with lots of people. He has a picture of people moving some goalposts. I responded, <laughs> it's a science fiction fantasy TV show. Yeah. Of course And I also said, there was no concept of Daleks being able to move around off of the metal floors in their city in the first Doctor's story the Daleks, I feel like they are moving the goalposts. Oh, God. Get uh, on with it. And Lillian responded, uh, Ian Kirk needs to have, this was intended to be humorous, explained to him. <laughs> <laughs> and I will read this one directly. Billy Kirkbright says, Hey! Oh, I'll st- oh, oh, hello, Billy. Hey. All right, okay. <laughs> All right, love. Hey. of the greats. Oh. On of the greats. And to my mind, there weren't many off the toffee apple Moffat era. He, I, he means one of the greats, but he. Yeah, I, I gathered that. And Brand, Mr. M says, Beep. Uh, Robert Wentz Jr. says, Two great episodes of Doctor Who. We get to see what Amy's crack really does. <laughs> 
<laughs> we find out it causes people to cease to exist, wiping out the person's memory of their existence. They end up in a temple where all the statues are angels. It also looks like the angels kill and not transport people in time. Of course, the doctor figures out how to escape from them. We also see something with the doctor's coat, which comes to fruition in the last episode of the series. Also, we get the reintroduction of River Song, four out of five. Uh, Neil James, so sorry I can't do proper reviews for a month or so as I'm mm. working away for the summer. So just going to go on memory. Time of Angels, Flesh and Stone, this is a really strong two-parter. I pretty much enjoy every aspect of the story. River certainly starts to annoy me as the Moffat era continues, yeah. but she's fine here. The angels are incredible in their first proper story with the Doctor. Blink was too Doctor-like to count. That's a good point. Maybe, maybe not quite on the top shelf, but certainly pretty near four stars out of five. And then there's Ian. Yeah, all right, yeah, we don't have to mention that. Is that it? Yes, I had to mention it. Oh, fine, okay. There wasn't really need to, because obviously I... Right, I still had to. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> right. Wait, some, whoa, 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 whoa. Someone's, someone just typed a comment. Yeah. It's someone named Robert Haynes said, yeah. Hi there. <laughs> so, someone else is typing a comment. Shall we wait? Shall we wait? Shall we wait? It's probably Robert Haynes. Shall we wait? Shall we anyway, wait? Anyway, um, where are we? <laughs> right. Oh, God, it's people people are typing comments on the live feed because they keep on coming through i'm not going to bother because i can't keep track because every time someone types something it pops up the screen so i can't read it i might come back to that later in the show right then so we've got feedback coming down the um the two zero mb dot feedback at gmail.com and i'm going to do it in order of um the the reverse order in which they came so we can get yourself to get the kettle on because well, good afternoon, 20 big about and you It's Friday afternoon. Uh, doing it a day early because uh, uh, tomorrow, Saturday, we are celebrating 25 years of wedded bliss with a party. It's not That's top trouble. Oh, lovely. Monday, we're in Bournemouth. Yeah, 25 years of... Uh, Yes, being under somebody's thumb. Hey, that's life, isn't it? But um, yeah, I just have actually stack of ironing, which is just as well because it's two stories, as Kirby confirms. I thank you very much for that, Kirby. Two stories, um, stack of ironing. That's bloody. The tall. time of angels, correct? Uh, and Kirby knows the time of angels, not time of angels, according to the Facebook post. Tut tut. And flesh and stone. Two very good stories. I think uh, the fact that it was two part meant it could stretch itself out. It could. Uh, it didn't have to be such a frenetic pace as some of these single part stories are. Yeah, forty minutes. So it did give it time. To, it gave time for the story to breathe and develop because there was quite a lot in it. Because you got the partial resolution of Amy's crack. You must understand where it was. I think very interesting where they have your time being rewritten of these four uh, clerics who completely forgot about each other. Well, the, the, I don't know if they forgot about each other, but uh, the one, the one, the fight in the end, uh, what was his name? I can't remember, the last one did. Couldn't remember any of them. Couldn't remember Pedro, couldn't remember Christian, couldn't remember Fen uh, Fernando, was it? So, no, couldn't remember them all. That's time being rewritten. That's I the doctor suddenly realising that this is what's happening. That's why you, you start to get things about Amy, that Amy couldn't remember the Daleks, you know, because time being rewritten and she'd forgotten about them. And obviously, as we know, there's, there's still more to come with Amy. Um, which I think is excellent. This is really is building up her story. And of course, we have River back, and we're building River's story, and we're starting to get to know more about her, and dropping teas and hints. I mean, uh, when she killed a good man, 
do we actually find out? Did he, you know, did she actually kill the doctor yes. in some way, shape, or form? Yes. I'm not sure we actually do remember that. Yes, we do. Because the fact she's living a time reverse, because you know she's been killed and mm. is now living in some sort of IT heaven or something like that. But um, I mean, that's interesting that you know getting to see her and finally you know you get to understand more than what she's about. You know, she's only a doctor at the moment. She's going to become a professor at some point in time. Spoilers. Marianne. I thought the church running, really, being a churchman myself, I thought it was very interesting the way the church had developed and changed. And uh, in a way, it's gone back as the church was quite militaristic, certainly. Uh, there were effectively body of popes in the 12th and 13th century. And of course, you know, the kings of England certainly used the church as, a, as their own personal battle force. So I think it's quite interesting the way, the way that was. Um, and you had uh, Ian Glenn, who was excellent. The way he, you know, he's looking after his men, making sure, right, you know, tell the doctor, you know, if I lose them, then, you know, I'll hold you personally responsible. But in the end, you know, he, he knew he was going to die and he died content because he had, you know, his faith had kept him strong, which is, uh, you know, someone again, it's a, a churchman, I, I, can understand, I can relate to that and understand that. Uh, the story itself, well, it's his interesting development of the angels. You think there's only one and there's not this whole load of them. And uh, I think the with two heads, I thought it was just a plot device, wasn't it? But I realised you got it, you got it completely and utterly wrong. But these angels were were certainly more menacing, weren't they? And the fact they're actually killing people rather than just sending people back in time. As happened with Blink. Oh, yeah, you, yeah. Yeah. Getting tired, I am. Uh, the Doctor, I think the way the way he reacted, you know, it's remembering things, thinking things up on the hoof, but he's understanding more about the angels, about what they are and what's you know what what they're there to achieve. I thought the conversation with Angel Bob was actually excellent. Well, because uh, yeah, the way he's, you know, he's effectively playing them along, isn't he? You know, he's getting information out of them by uh, tricking them into answering these questions. Um, which, again, I think, and that's the way the Doctor does work. So I think that's that's another, another good piece of the story. All in all, yeah, it was a good story. I think the, the bit at the end with uh, where Amy was really flinging itself at the Doctor was... Um, mm. Yeah, I don't know, but the time watch, I think, blimey, that's a bit, uh, that's a bit fruity for, um, that's the time of day this was broadcast, and, uh, yeah, she's uh, going for, like, yeah, when, great line, you know, we need to get you sorted out, that's what I've been trying yeah, to tell yeah, you, when the laughing myself off of that line, I did, I did so again as well, you know, it's one of those <laughs> things that um, kids wouldn't understand, but adults certainly would, uh, yes, and uh, the chance to sort out, um, no, let's not go there. I'm a married man. I've lived for 25 yeah. years. Yeah, right. But all in all, I think this was a really, really good story. I like the the, the, the little scene at the end, actually on DVD, and the digital scene, which I think was um, available on YouTube from memory. I think that was you know, some, some of these little extras and uh, what do they call them Episod- episodes. No, what do they call them webisodes. That was it. That we used to have. And I they were good. And if they, if they brought those back, then it'd be quite good. But uh, yeah, it certainly moved the story of the Doctor, Doctor on, it moved Clara on, it moved River on. And I think this is the way, you know, hopefully we'll go back to this sort of writing where there's there's some meaning in the story and some purpose to it. It's not just a sort of random bits that chibble through at us. But we can but dream, we can but dream. Anyway, I've got to go and take Storm again to cricket practice. So uh, I'll be seeing you. Well, so thank you, Andy. I will tell the listeners that, you know those radio adverts where they say everything really quickly at the end? That's what yeah. that sounded like. What is that noise? It's Ben fiddling in his shed. Yeah, sorry. Oh, and then sounding rather distorted. You know, Ben, it sounded like, you know when you, you, you used to, when you were little, when you used to get the tracing paper, and you talk through the tracing paper, and your voice would go, like that. That's what Ben sounded like. Mary was saying something. Mary's trying to say something. Hello, Mary. Andy brings up an interesting point that 
we all react to these soldiers being religious people. Um, Andy does bring it up, and I agree, um, in medieval times, particularly in France, uh, many of the military were religious orders. Well, look at uh, the Templars. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, nice Templars. Yeah. Very military. Yeah, you know, Mary, when it's I lived in, in the Chicago area, there was a uh, place it's that Templars. you go for entertainment called Medieval Times. Is it still there? Um, not that I'm aware of. You could go and watch jousting. Yeah, but you can watch the real thing here. Kirby, just watch oh. the King's Demons and the, the Merlin. You can watch jousting on that without having to disturb part of this podcast. Kirby, Kirby, you're getting out. confused again. Mary likes baseball. <laughs> ben, why have you gone funny? You, you've gone all sorts of... Is that better? And I don't mean funny in the con- conventional way, as in... Is that better? Have I, have I sorted it out? That's better. Yes. Yes, it was very loud all of a sudden, and then it went very quiet. But that's right. Me. Talking of which, uh, because uh, me mentioning Ben being funny just reminded me of been uh, while I'm at work um, filling in the mornings. Um, I've been listening to old episodes of the show, and I'm oh, gratified no. to report that it's very funny. <laughs> you don't realise this when you're recording it. When you, you go do. back and listen to it, it is hilarious. It is say. accidentally very, <laughs> very funny. Um, right, Adam. I mean, I'm not going to try and be I, funny anymore. Then <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to take any offence at all by that. But you know, do just bear in mind, I did have a 20-year radio career as a funny DJ. But I mean, I, I was mean, trying it was just to just a fluke doing it on the podcast. Excuse me, it's a team effort. Thank you, Ben. I'll take all the credit, especially as I wrote oh, most no, of the no, jokes right. on the show. Can't. I, I can't and I certainly won't take all the credit. You're talking you as if it's a lot with one an award. What I'm saying is it's it's funny. It's a, I'm, I'm Mary, it's, to it's say still there. It it's in Schomburg. What are you on about? He's going on about that weird jousting place where you get to sit down and wear silly oh, crowns. Oh, joy. Right then. Um, while people joust in front of you. You have to come to us and see proper I have lost track <laughs> of where I... Actually, let's see if I can, I can actually catch up with the uh, the stuff coming through in the live feed. Oh, blimey neck. Right, let's hope <laughs> nobody's adding anything to I, it. At least you've got people do. on the live feed. So they will feed exactly. Right, okay, see where we are. Um, if it if it moves up, I will stop it again and come back to it later, and maybe um, if it keeps popping up and popping well, just up. Just stop. Hold on. If it goes up, you may no, come back to it later. If it stops, I've got to try and find where I got up to. Just let him do it, for goodness sake. I'm trying to find where I left. Oh, yeah, so Robert Jr. says, I like the... I like the Doctor. A- Hang on, but oh, like the like. Doctor Amy changed as well towards the end. Oh, it's popped up. Right then, okay. Let's see where we oh, are. So, <laughs> so, so long going on about it, and then he didn't do it. Well, I was just about to, but it popped up. So I, I, I've only got a little window it? to view it in, and it pops up, and you can't read it. Um, it's got to stop popping up at inconvenient moments. For God's I'm, not sake, used, I'm not used to it popping up. <laughs> right, I have sent out some. Um, have you tried by? Is like Amy's Have you crack? tried new man? <laughs> okay, I've sent out some blurb from our listeners that have been sent through the email, um, 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 what do you call it, um, medium, try, that's try, it. Try reading the things oh, again. Christ. No. Um, right then, so Terry Miles sent some stuff through. Yeah. I sent it through to somebody to read, but I can't remember who it was. Probably Debbie, wasn't it, Debbie? River Song, being a naughty girl, no difference then. We didn't see a breathable corridor stretching from the TARDIS, but still it is a science fiction fantasy television. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, the Doctor and Amy meet Doctor River Song and a bishop in army uniform. So the church has got into fighting again. The Doctor needs to be reined in. What with River Song laying on top of him and Amy chasing him around her bedroom. He's such a lucky chap. Oh, yes, that's true. Mother and daughter, tut-tut, spoilers. 
it took them long enough to figure out the stuff. Sorry, repeat that, Debbie. <laughs> it sounded like mother and daughter tucked up. Tut, tut. Oh, right. sorry, sorry, my bad, my bad. It took them, you know, kids listen to this bit, come on. It took them long That's what I'm checking, Debbie. I can't have you saying foul and abusive words like that. I just had to make sure you weren't. It took them long enough to figure out the statues all around them were from a single-headed race instead of being two-headed. Hmm, is that Dr. Grumpy Face we can see? Yes, it is. He says so. The angels don't normally speak, although Bob seemed to talk okay. If the angels are quantum-locked, how come they turn their heads toward Amy when she fell over with her eyes closed? When the angel killed the bishop, the cracking sound was a bit of a problem as viewers wrote into the BBC to complain. Uh, the Pantorica, that's a fairy tale. Ha, <laughs> Doctor, aren't we all? More spoilers. Yeah. Sorry to be so short this week. We're very busy. Stay safe and well, everybody. Linda and Terry well, That's why he went out there. Master, Master. Well, he's at Brands Hatch all the time at the moment. I'm very jealous. Who is? Master, it looks like uh, you, you were being pranked by Lillian. Oh, she, well. she put two... Uh, Comments on pop, pop. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll I'll leave I'll leave the online stuff. Cause otherwise, it's just going to drag everything out. I'll, I'll come back to it later. Right then. Oh, take it. Yeah. Where where did I get up to? All right, some more feedback coming through. Uh, the last the next one it was from Brandon Moore. That was sent out to somebody. I can't remember who was it. You, uh, Mary? Yeah, I got it. Are you going to read it though? Oh, okay. <laughs> That's the idea. That turned into loose women for me. <laughs> so that's why I'm just guessing that it is from Brandon Moore. Okay. Um, my glasses. My glasses. I can't see without my glasses. No, that's not what he writes. It's I aren't see without my glasses. Yeah, it is. I aren't. But I kind of cool. Yeah, come on. The Time of Angels, Flesh Stone by Stephen Moth Hat. <laughs> Weeping Angels were a runaway success when they first appeared, so bringing them back for a return outing was always going to be a risk. This story adds some new ideas to their mythos. Some work well, some not so well, but they manage to stay creepy and sometimes even scary throughout. So overall, I would judge this a success. For the story recorded in this series, Matt Smith is really impressive here. His doctor almost fully cooked. He's managed to perfect the manic spontaneity of the doctor and has instant chemistry with Alex Kingston. Many may have been doubtful that the River Song arc would be revisited, and I'm glad it was. Here we start to see the brilliance of the plotting, with adventures yet to come already being teased. It's a shame none of the clerics ever returned as well. Father Octavian was a great character. This is, a, this is very much a story of two parts. The first, much more horror-drenched and spine-tingling. The second, indulging in the arc and time-crack elements. At mm. the time, I don't think anybody was expecting the crack to play such a huge role <laughs> in things. <laughs> For goodness sake! <laughs> or in subsequent podcasts. <laughs> and it was shaking up of the traditional formula by Moffat that I very much enjoyed. The pacing of the story is also a tad slower than others. Both episodes underran, so a lot of padding scenes added in. This does help the episode have a creeping atmosphere, but this is more noticeable when re-watching, and therefore the story does suffer. Karen Gillan is hot, yeah. though I'm not sure why they've decided to dress her as Velma from Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't think clothing was 
uh, flattering at all. Um, her performance in the second episode is particularly good, but although I like the sequence where Amy has to walk through the forest of angels with her eyes shut, oh, I'm not so keen on, in quotes, seeing the angels move. They shouldn't be able to fake being seen. It doesn't work for me. And then there's that controversial last scene where Amy seduces the doctor. Mm -hmm. Well, at the time, I found it very exciting, but I can now see why it's a bit out of place and probably a step too far yes. for the family show. Though if I'd been in the doctor's shoes, I don't think I could have turned down, could have turned Amy down, though, to be honest. Overall, this is a solid 8.5 out of 10 for both parts. Next time, fish ladies. P.S. I love the outtake where Matt Smith dramatically tells Amy, the angel is full of forests. <laughs> <laughs> right, here we go. Right on the live feed. Wish me luck. Oh, well, yeah, I like your T-shirt too, Adam. Hang on. What? Is... Oh, God. Um, it I doesn't seem to want laugh. to show anything further back for some reason. All I can get back to is that or it could be the master T-shirt you're wearing. And now it's gone. A great big chunk of... Why don't you refresh it? I can't. This, oh, hang on. Oh, it's gone. Oh, it's gone back again. Hang on, where oh are we? Oh, my goodness. Trouble is, it's took it right to the top of the screen, and I've lost where I bloody well was with it 20 minutes ago. Not that no, far. unfortunately, the stuff at the top keeps disappearing it, it it's not go it's not refreshing and taking me back to the beginning so therefore when i start reading it, it from the top it just pops off the screen every time a new comment goes in so I, I i can't actually maintain that unfortunately but thanks everybody for sending your live feedback in which i can't read because it keeps disappearing right then we'll we'll have to just if, if you go and watch the show the the live feed, you can actually read the feedback which i can't read until after the you show used finishes. to read it yeah, but it's coming up too fast. It's just, Could just... you do it, read it, Kirby? No, he can't read. What I'm saying is, so like, for instance, Alan T. Butcher's made a comment on the top of the screen. As soon as I start reading it, another comment appeared. That will completely disappear. That's gone. Because all the, the comments right at the beginning of Where the show are, are gone. Where are you reading it? Perhaps it's a, an Android versus uh, iPhone thing. This isn't an iPhone. No, no, it, it happens to me too while the live feed, feed is happening. Yeah. Well, well, let, let me see what I can do. Brandon Moore them. says, Mary reading my feedback is sublime. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Robin wrong said, order. I was researching oversized red hoodies last night for possibly <laughs> cosplaying Amy. Uh, Lillian nice. Robin also but deposits that, two. No, you're, because you're, you're because these are in reverse order. You're going to be backtracking and saying things in in the wrong because these have come in order. So basically, if they're responding to you're doing the unresponding. Oh, I see what you mean. You're reading them in reverse order, so they need to be read in order. Like for instance, Alan T. Butcher says, "I guess the one what, the once the bit to edit is longer than the rest of the show, yeah, it looks then like you have to edit." Something. Billy Kirkbright says, "Good good morning from birth." Um, Robert Hi, Jr. Chuck, how are you doing? Too brilly smile. I'm trying to get through these quick before they disappear. Too brilly happy smiley emoji. Alan T. Butcher, go on Kirby. Then hi Robert says, oh, sorry. Hi Robert says uh, Billy Kirkbright who said, then goes on to say it's three a three a.m. I spontaneously woke up. The live chat must be must have subconsciously called me. Uh, and then replying to Billy Kirkbright, Robert Haynes says good morning from Perth. And good, oh, for God's sakes. And then 
Robert Vince Jr. says, How's the weather, Billy Kirkbright? Uh, Vivian Robin <laughs> said, Shouldn't that be Goon Kirby? And then Billy Kirkbright says, The weather is very English at the moment, Robert. Is cold and raining, Billy Kirkbright. Mr. Haynes, good morning. Robert Haynes, uh, Supposed to be fine here today. Not too cold. What is this? For God's sake! It's the weather report. It's Australian weather. Keep going. Jesus Christ. Apparently, I I was um, in contact with Mr. Why did I just waste ten minutes of my life looking through this lot? I'm telling you a story. Keep going. Go on, then. I was in in contact with Mr. Kirkbright yesterday because he was at uh, the Man United v Aston Villa pre-season football match. No, 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 no. If anything, at that point, you should start playing the Neighbours theme. Oh, everybody needs good night. You can find a perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, skip over the weather stuff and keep going. I was in contact with Mr. Kirkbright yesterday because he was at the Man United match and I was watching it on telly and he was showing me it on his phone as it was happening on the telly. And it was most enjoyable time. And uh, is he in the country? No, no, no. He's in Perth. Man United are playing in Perth. Oh right, I didn't know. I don't follow football. Sorry. Sorry, my bad. I should have explained that to start. <laughs> really I was like, oh, he's in the country. Terrific. Yeah, we got visiting teams over here, and they played at Optus Stadium. That's right. They were playing Optus Stadium yeah. in Perth. And, um, I did not know that. That's uh, Billy's pictures. Now you know. Yeah. Oh, it's the great sounds of Barry Crocker. I've got Barry Crocker's address. Have you? Has he got yours? Does he know you ha- he has your he- you have his address? Yes. <laughs> I've got his autograph too. Everybody needs you know. Neighbours finishes. Neighbours finishes next hey, Saturday. Ben. Yeah. Even by my house. Really. Yeah. Wow, that makes me want to stop the theme and listen to the story. <laughs> Invited me to a show he was doing. Oh, wow. Hey! Was it a crockish, or was it good? <laughs> <laughs> it was very good, actually. Very crockish, yes. Crocodile. Oh, Crocodile, obviously. But anyway, Neighbours neighbors finishes next Saturday. No, no, I've got it on record. So I've had the last 60 episodes on record just in case I ever catch can't. <laughs> <laughs> right, where do we get up to? Uh, is it me? Is it my turn? Must be my I turn. I don't know. I, I've lost. Hang on, where was I? Back to the uh, whatever's on the feedback. No, it's just people having random. It's nothing to do with the feedback for the show. It's just people randomly talking to each other. Right then, uh, where do we get up to? Uh, we've done Brandon Moore. So that therefore means it must be. <laughs> oh God! All right, uh, here we go. Time of Angels and Flesh and Stone by Stephen Moffat. Hooray. I made him say comfy chairs. <laughs> That's Moffat good likes using time travel in his stories. River sends a message into the far future to summon the Doctor to rescue her. River knows how to fly the TARDIS better than the Doctor. We eventually find out she was born to it. Ah. In the Middle Ages, the church used to go to war. Here, oh. they eventually go back to it. 
Incidentally, people's disappearing one by one and forgetting each other is the plot of the BBC audio Doctor Who Redacted. The Bishop and River as the guest stars are very good. He gets a good speech at his end. The crack and those who pass through it seem to have a similar point. The river passed through it. The time war in the RTD <laughs> era. The weeping angels have evolved. I did not know statues could do that. Sounds time like is rewritten when the angels fall through the crack, so the angel in Amy's eye now never existed. Timey wimey. Yes. Amy likes the doctor know she's a runaway bride. Then she tries to have her way with him. From later stories, we know that the Silence are secretly running the Earth at this time. They want a part Gallifrey and Child to use against the Doctor. I think they forced Amy to act in that way. River Song already exists, but apparently they do not know the truth of that. Bye for now. Why, thank you, uh, um, Mr. Kirk. Sir. Ian! Okay, so uh, Robert Venture mm-hmm. says a 20 megabyte weather report, uh, and then ironing must be Andy's hobby. Uh, Lillian Robin said pop pop. Uh, Billy Kirkbright said I'm off to sleep, but not really surprised to be fair. Thanks, Billy. Uh, Robert Venture, good night, Billy. Brandon Moore pop. Lillian Robin um, popcorn. Uh, two pictures or emojis of popcorn. <laughs> then I was I was researching oversized red hoodies last night uh, for possibly cosplaying Amy. Brandon Moore. Mary reading my feedback was sublime, and Alan T. Butcher. Robert has enough info on Barry Crocker to commit a fraud. Right, um, before we move on to the next little item uh, in this feedback section, which seems to have gone on for bloody weeks. We've actually had more feedback time than we had discussing the story. Yes, we would have actually had less if you hadn't interrupted me at that point. Thanks, Kirby. <laughs> I did find a, a, a jingle I wrote specially for Ben before Ben wrote his own one. Uh, and, uh, the effort I put into this particular jingle deserves at least one playing. So here goes. I was sitting around trying to find someone to sit. Then I realised it was time for Ben's hit. And indeed it is. <laughs> You know when someone like um, speaks to you and like they've got a real like broad accent and you don't understand a word they say. What? I didn't hear a word of that. Oh, right. <laughs> right, I've got to turn the volume down. It, it, I, oh, I well, now I've changed the name file to name you, thanks Adam, to you. you can uh, hear I mean, it. the, the way too hard. Oh, now this is your. Oh, this is your. I've only just taken it straight out of Garage Band. I'll show your face. I didn't know it was going to be that loud. So, uh, literally, I exported it during the show um, to give it an airing for you. Let's see if we can get it to play at this volume. Here we go. I was sitting around, trying to find someone to sit. Then I realised it was time for Ben's hit. I heard it the first time. What's the problem? I only got maybe I got no words the first time and about oh, half the words the second time. I'm yeah, trying to use the music to cover up my awful yeah. voice. Shut up! <laughs> and that's you singing. I thought that was one of your dogs. Adam, it's good. Adam, don't listen to him. Wish I'm bothered spending the bloody two hours it took me to actually compose that. Two hours. Oh God! I mean, I mean, two hours. That's open season on ribbing now. Sorry. Oh God. <laughs> 
Okay, the next you'll be telling you she's going to be watching more Moffat Doctors. I'm not allowed to, to, to have the iPad in front of me and do these little jingles because uh, I'm supposed to be editing wedding videos, so I have to do it covertly. So, yes, it took two hours in between me doing something I was supposed to be doing. What could well, you get I'm... into Deep Doo Doo if you were discovered doing it? Beg your pardon? I might have to put that through um, audition and turn it down a bit because it's a bit loud. That's probably about the volume, isn't it? Perfect jingle length, 12 seconds. Look at that. That's very good. Did you, did you say you did it on Garage Band? You didn't play all the instruments yourself? That's what I do. What? All those are things I do. I play it all myself. Weird. What well, I had to play them on Garage Band via the Garage Band. No, I literally play the instruments. I don't give a tinker's cuss. You know how and... difficult it is to play instruments on a screen rather than actually play them on the actual instruments. That was much more difficult. No, because I'm a lot more talented. And than you've that. got to bear in mind the, the <laughs> drums on it. Uh, there's a slight like a point point of a second delay you between to rise hitting to it hitting the drum on the screen well, and actually no, recording no, it no, into no. the timeline. He, he does. He's been, he's been he's been rising to it for about 14 years now. <laughs> I don't think he's going to stop anytime soon. It's too easy. I of course, I did find somewhere to sit, and I'm sitting here now. Get on with it. I got the word wise. What? Got the word wise in there. No. <laughs> Get, oh. on with it. Get on with I, it. That's absurd oh, to think I put that it. in there. Get on Get with on it. Get on with it. I've got half an hour left. Come on. <laughs> I'm catching the flight in about 14 hours, so you've got nothing to worry about, Debbie. Where are you going? Grand Canaria. Oh, God. Are there was no fun? need for the where are you going question. Yes, there was, because it's always nice when someone goes oh. on holiday these days. Yeah, because yes. we haven't been for three years, and yeah. <laughs> I finally got the flip-flops I bought for the holiday three years ago that was cancelled out. Lily Robin says, get on with it. I'm quite okay. on her side. Yes. <laughs> okay, here we go. Are we ready? Uh, respect the doctor's Hold on. Yeah, I'm ready. thing, or Amy's crack gets yet more attention. <laughs> <laughs> Dear 20 megabiters, the time of angels, flesh and stone, is of course a closely studied expose of the autonomous aspects of Whoa. religious and military well organisations. I'm impressed Obviously, with that one. Ruthless control and discipline are key themes, but whilst this leaves open the possibility of abuse, there can be well-motivated and decent individuals working within. With the angels here representing dogma, it further illustrates its role, potential use at, and abuse adherence to the point of subsuming them to the point of eliminating the individual's existences. Hold on. Lovely. Okay, that's set up. And there, and there. And uh, I've learnt this from Adam. Apparently, you can just you can just do what the hell you want in the middle of talking. Yep. We also oh no, a bit wrong bit. It should be noted that whilst <laughs> that this story was a mistake, reviving the weeping angels to their great detriment and changing their nature after their blink perfect original. Appearance. Yes. In fact, as Doctor Who is a 
Coming. Science fiction fantasy TV oh, show. Don't don't fluff your lines, bud. You've only you've well, only no, got you, one. You you fluffed it because of your introduction was not quite oh, correct. Oh my fault. Oh. Yes. Oh right. Um, science fiction fantasy TV <laughs> show. I'll make a note of that. There was plenty of scope to discover new things about the angels, as we knew so little. Uh, now hold on, let's set this bit up. Uh, uh, but who could know? No, sorry. Who knows? We may even one day see an angel child. You can't beat me, Alan T. Butcher. <laughs> <laughs> but he can. Give him a chance. Oh, we won't with Oasis songs. I've got everything they ever did on vinyl as well. We also, I mean, it's a bit trickier to try and rip a three-second clip off of vinyl when we're trying to do this, but, you know. We also learned that, now, the, now, again, these are just words. I don't know what any of these things mean, but I shall read them and you try and make sense of them. We also learned that Father Octavian did, in fact, survive and later travelled to Westeros and became a bit of a stalker as he was infatuated with... Infatuated with Day Henry Stormborn of House Tarigan, the first of her name, Queen of the Andals and the First Men, Protector of the Seven Kingdoms, the Mother of the Dragons, the Chasse of the Great Grass Sea. Thank you. The unburnt and the breaker of chains. He was, he was also... in Game of Thrones. Get I've on got with it. No idea. With it. They literally are just nonsensical words. No idea at all. You see the yeah, um, breaker of chains, mother of dragons. Yeah, that'll do. Unburnt, mother of unburnt, seven. Yeah. Yeah, uh, queen of the first men, protector of Stormborn. Yeah. Anyway, he was also afflicted by the angels and he started to turn to stone until submitting to a very nasty operation. All in all, the time of angels, flesh of stone, is an enormously tense and atmospheric story. The new showrunner, the new showrunner has brought in two potencies from the previous (laughs) era, River and the angels, uh, and forged them into an impressive and original narrative, which also ties integrally into the overall arc of this entire series. <laughs> Brucey bonus time. Sorry? Is it time for a Brucey bonus? Oh, that well... Let me get back to you. <laughs> Furthermore, at the same time, this story has a great setup. I'd love it if Alan T. Butcher actually spoke like this if he became like a big politician. <laughs> he got up on stage and did an impression of Bruce Forsyth. That would make my life. <laughs> Furthermore, at the same time, this story has a great setup, a great narrative, and a well composed conclusion. As such, it in many ways is the zenith of achievement in Doctor Who so far, since its revival significantly surpassing what Russell T. Davis managed to accomplish. Oh, sorry, I thought you might want some Scottish music to go with your... <laughs> This golden age has mutated and is now in full flow. This production is demanding great performances from all the cast for this tale and deliver exceptionally. Visually, the episode is equally outstanding. The story is perhaps about a quarter of an hour too short 
as this would have allowed time for some padding, and people could have given something real to complain about. Oh, I've gone to Billy Kirkbright. Next up, <laughs> Doctor Who and the Venetian Pazit Squiz. I can't even Billy. read that word. Oh, sorry, did you say silence or silent? Those are my thoughts. The Councillor, Alan T. Never going to be Prime Minister. Butcher! Now he's not, because he's with Labour. Okay, he's going to be Prime Minister one day. It's going to be brilliant. Well, the world would be a much better place because obviously it'd sort the BBC out and just put a BBC Doctor Who channel on yeah. instead of BBC Three. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Right. Where are we now? Eight thirty. Doing my head in. So next part of the show, Ben's going to um, whip through his sort of um, quizzy thing. My quizzy thing. Oh right. Okay. I need my I need my penny thing and, and to and take and off. In so... the meantime, you're going to go and fix the uh, pod being entry. Uh, I've done okay. that, I... for Christ's sake. How many times do I have to say? Oh, I didn't right. know that. Let me look. <laughs> have have you done it? Say... Oh, you did. Gang, gang, okay. gang, 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 gang. Do, do we remember the rules yes. about not talking? Yes. Robert Ben Jr. says definitely need to see I the whole know. outfit. No, the rules about not talking over the theme. It's very important. You don't get it on bullseye. <laughs> you don't, <laughs> don't get it on bullseye. <laughs> That's the wrong one. <laughs> you don't get that on Bullseye. The game show nobody's talking about. This is How Aged Are They? How Aged Are They? How Aged Are They? How Aged Are They? That's what the game's about. Yes, it is. How Aged Are They? How Aged Are They? You tell me. How Aged Are They? Get ready to find out. Hello and welcome to How Aged Are They? The Doctor Who actor who's recently had a birthday guessing game quiz. Still the main and only reason for listening to them 20 megabyte Doctor Who podcast. <laughs> the rules are simple. Three rounds, three Doctor Who actors with recent birthdays. Contestant guess the age. Points are given for accuracy. Winner has the least points for full simple. Rewind that bit. For full rules and T's and C's, check a previous podcast. There are rules which may or may not be implemented, if remembered, so no one tries to spoil the, it says here, fun. <laughs> the weekly scores and winners' bonuses are hopefully being added up by, Sir, uh, by Kirby, and the winner will be crowned at some point. But before we play How the Aged Are They, let's quickly meet this week's contestants we have adam who holds a chicken in the air and sticks deck chairs up his nose mary bought a jumbo jet and then buried all her clothes debbie paints her left knee green and then extracted her wisdom teeth <laughs> robert formed a string quartet and kirby finally kirby kirby and finally kirby <laughs> pretends his name is keith yeah. hold on that deserves a <laughs> Those are our contestants. Uh, the scores after a few weeks of playing sound like this. <laughs> Enough fat. Let's play. How aged are they? Round one this week is Roy Skelton. That's Roy Skelton. He was the voice of the Daleks in Lost. He's dead. Yes, <laughs> he's dead, yeah. He is, as Robert, I think it was Robert, our Australian correspondent, uh, correctly said, <laughs> he is unfortunately dead. But we are guessing how old he would be if he were still alive by some miraculous thing, as he's not breathing and his organs have probably stopped working. So, uh, anyway, uh, Royce, Royce Skelton. Very good, Kirby. My God. Are they? We'll start, as ever, with Adam Edna Pearson. Uh, 95. 
95. Debbie. 90. <laughs> 90. Mary Blitz Lang. 88. 88. Robert Australian Buddy G'day. 84. 84, says Robert. And finally, Kirby Hartlett Flown. <laughs> 91. 91. Yes. That's a good guessing game. Let's have round number two. Round number two, the actress is Bonita Melody Lysett Langford, or as we know her, it's Bonnie. <laughs> Bonnie Langford was born on the 22nd of July. She played Melanie in Doctor Who for a long, long time. 22nd of July was her birthday. But how aged are they? We'll start with Mary. Uh, 50. We'll move on to Robert. Uh, 54. And next, it's our Bud Curbs. Not me. Yes. 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 <laughs> no, the, the other Kirby on the podcast. <laughs> 59. 59. Okay, uh, Adam, 61. 61, and double. 58. And finally, round three is Dame Diana Rigg. Dame Diana Rigg played Mrs. Gillyflower in The Crimson Horror. Her birthday was also the 20th of July. She's also no longer with us. Thanks for not pointing that one out, Robert. But how aged is Dame Diana Rigg? Or how old would she be if she was still with us today? Because we wish she was, but she's not. I will start with Kirby. 84. We'll move on to Robert. 86. And next will be Mary. 90. Sorry? 90. 90. Um, Debbie? Um, 80, 83, I don't know. 83. And I'm going to give you a bonus minus mark for that one. Say, I don't know. For that, no, no, for that wonderful, no, no, no. You're going to lose a point, not gain a point, for that wonderful noise you made before you said 83. I was I was mostly impressed by that. And finally... <laughs> I made noises before saying that last week. It was like that. It was, it was very good. Adam. Hmm? What? Dame Diana Reed. 85. 85. Uh, that's the end of part one of How Aged Are They? We'll be back after this short break where Adam says something probably not worth saying. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I'm, I'm getting distracted by Kirby while trying, trying to stick no, you URLs on good. the podcast. I, I know it's good. <laughs> I know. Doctor Who news, blah, 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 free Doctor Who events in Liverpool. The World Museum in Liverpool has announced a series of free events and activities tied to the blockbuster exhibition Doctor Who Worlds of Wonder. Why are you sounding uh, so bored about it? Yeah. I'm, I'm lost to the will to blimmin' live in this bloody show. Um, yeah, Doctor Who magazine. Uh, so close you can have the... There's Daleks on the cover of Doctor Who magazine. Ep- oh, you, you mentioned number. Daleks and perked up somewhat, uh, did you notice yeah, that? Uh, episode, issue 580. We're not quite caught up with it yet. Not too far off it, though. There's a load of stuff going on in there. Um, and I've lost where I was. Uh, that's about it. Oh, hang on. Let's see what's coming through on the live feed. This might be uh, old news to you oh, guys, yeah. but I just saw yesterday that Matt Smith is going to be a featured uh, performer in the House of Dragon, the wow. whole pre- prequel series to the Game of Thrones. 
They couldn't, they couldn't let that one die, could they, the Game of Thrones? I will say, um, uh, with regards to the news, and for, rather exciting for us, I, I might have alluded to the fact that we were going to London Comic Con uh, in uh, November uh, and to Wales Comic Con in December, and Christopher Eccleston has been announced as a, a guest at Wales Comic Con in December, just on the Saturday. So if he does make it, uh, it would be quite exciting to be able to meet him and the lovely Eve Miles. Um, Ooh. Um, there's, uh, there was talk somewhere of him doing um, some Doctor Who, but sadly not... A big finish. I know he's big doing finish. Big Finish. Not that... Doctor Who, the TV series, but there's something Doctor Who video-wise he's supposed to be doing. Whether it's true or not, I don't know. Um, that's about it for, for Master, news Master, there, there was something that uh, someone posted on the Facebook group, which you can join a few yeah. days ago. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, because <sighs> it did come up in Doctor Who news. Uh, okay. Uh, Lillian posted, Should we believe this, although it is the mirror? The return of oh, essentially yeah. Doctor Who Confidential. Oh, yeah, I heard about that, yeah. But it's the mirror, so can we trust it? I don't know, probably not. Oh, there's the... Take a look button. at it, Kirby. Tell us what you think. Yeah, a, a show like that, but it's going to have a different name. Yeah. yeah. Doctor Unleashed or something, Doctor Unleashed. And it's possible. Doctor Unleashed. It's I don't possible. think I can change the be, URLs. Oh, Disney. Yeah, but, and then there was the thing everyone's complaining about that uh, they're trying to get it distributed by Disney Plus, which I think is a great idea. Yeah, no, I think it'd be a terrible idea. Yeah, I do too. So do I, but no, I can't no, change. Disney's my... not trying to own it. Okay. It's just oh, distribution okay. because more people have Disney Plus than HBO Max. So they're trying to Kirby. become a Doctor Who dealer. Yeah, but then it might endanger things like uh, Doctor Who being available free to air TV yeah. in Australia. Yeah, everything. Sorry, I, I don't live in Australia. You know, that doesn't that bother me. Take that up with, with the ABC. Yeah, well, I'm just resharing episode 536 because the URL that I previously shared obviously won't work. There you go. Another thing I've had to do off air, apart from when I'm supposed to be doing <laughs> a podcast. I didn't have to do it. I just happened to notice that. Well, I've done it now. And what, what changed is, the name of the show. What? If you recall, Master, what? about 11 years ago, one of the first things I would com I said to you in an email oh was God. that there were four missing episodes. How on earth can you remember that? Jeez. Ben, I please help me. Right? Help me. Help me. Save me. Save me. Please do the rest Are of the morning quiz. <laughs> I remember. Yes, they were. They, he put them back immediately, and he was cheerful about it. Photographic memory. Excellent. <laughs> what do you mean, excellent? <laughs> excellent. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. <laughs> oh, the the um, the um, responses oh, oh, to oh, who oh, uk and the Vazi. They've got some stuff inside the Vazi. Right, let's get on with it. Uh, master, master, master. I was watching a um, a, Excellent. a travel vlogger uh, this morning. Uh, oh, this guy called uh, Jacob the Carpetbagger. And uh, a few weeks ago, he yes, yes, that's what that's what the. The YouTube channel's called. Right. <laughs> anyway, he uh, visited the uh, Museum of Pop Culture in Seattle mm. a few weeks ago, and uh, he was just traveling through it with his girlfriend. And there was this, there's this science fiction fantasy TV where, show. No, okay. There's this hall that dedicated to science fiction. Yeah. He walks up to to one exhibit and goes, uh, the label says that's a Dalek. <laughs> and it's it was actually it belonged to the co-founder of Apple Computer. He owns 
owned a doll. I, I think he started the museum. And there, they also had a classic uh, Cyberman. Well, like, it's probably a Tom Baker Cyberman. But then there was this big wall where you could change. Does it have a crack in it? Okay. No, you could, you could project up on this wall the huge uh, right. projection of what various planets look like. No, I have something. I'm actually trying to make a point here. Yes. You could, you could, <laughs> really? You could press buttons to make the make it different planets, like the planet from Avatar, mm-hmm. etc. And at one point, his girlfriend pressed a button, and this it's like a four-story tall projection of a black and white upside down Earth. And they read the the what the button said, and it said Mondas. Well, wow. Oh. Which was kind of cool. Yes, yeah. I don't I think that was well. worth telling. Just yes. Wouldn't quite go <laughs> no, that no, far, really. but thanks anyway, Kirby. Uh, <laughs> Notice somebody post, uh, posted, Matthew Cressel posted a, a little cover for a, a unit um, BBC Doctor Who thing by Big Finish featuring um, Angela Bruce as uh, Brigadier Bambera, etc. etc. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say on that track, but that was quite interesting. Up, yeah. mm. Ben, please save, please save me, please. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to part two of How Aged Are They? In the first part, we ran through the three Doctor Who actors or actresses who are dead or alive and tried to work out how aged they are. Let's have a look to see what points are scored this week by our lovely contestants. First up was round one. That was Roy Skelton. He was the Dalek's voice in lots of things. Uh, well, let's have a look. Oh, blimey, could you believe that? Yes, I could. In fifth place was Robert. He said that Roy William Skelton was 84. No. Eight points for Robert. Uh, in fourth place was Mary. She said 88. No. Four points there. Three, uh, yes, four, point, four points. Three points to Adam. He said he was 95. Two points to Debbie for saying he was 90. But one point to Kirby for saying he was 91. Well, actually, he was 92. Congratulations, Kirby. That's a good first round for you. On to round two. It was Bonita Melody Lace at the Langford, or Bonnie Langford. Bonnie Langford, as she was known. Bonnie in EastEnders. Uh, her birthday was the 22nd of July. But how aged are they? Well, in fifth place, scoring eight points, was Mary, who claimed she was... 50. In fourth place, it was Robert, who claimed she was 54. Four points for Robert, I'm afraid. In third place, with three points, is Adam, who said she was 61. In second place was Kirby, who said she was 59. But in first place, with an exact answer... <laughs> it's Marty Pants Debbie. It was on Debbie. Oh, Debbie, you got an exact answer. So no points for Debbie in that round. Congratulations, Debbie. Third round was Dame Diana. How old was she? Yeah, how old was she? She was... She, well, she was... I said 58. Yeah. Oh, okay. 58. That's why Debbie got me. Because it was like Kirby said 59 and got one point. And so therefore one... It's either going to be 60 or... 50. He's 60. She's just 58 anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well done to Debbie for getting Anne. You, you said you'd do editing. You can edit it later. 
round three was Dame Diana Rigg. 20th of July would have been her birthday if she was still with us, which she isn't. Uh, but how aged are they? Well, in fifth place, scoring six points was Mary. Oh, Mary, you've had a nightmare this week. <laughs> six points for Mary. In fourth place, scoring... Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Scoring four points. No, in fourth place, scoring two points was Robert, who said she was, uh, he was, uh, they were 86. Uh, in joint second place was Adam and Debbie saying she was 85 or 83, both one point there. But with an exact answer of 84, that's 84, 84 is coming! <laughs> Which means this week's total scores look like this. Oh, I'll read them out. In fifth place, it's Mary with 18 points. In fourth place, it's Robert with 14 points. It's going to get tied to the top in third place with seven points. Is Adam Amelda Pearson. In second place with three points is Debbie and this week's winner with two points is Kirby Bartoletta Salonda <laughs> thank you very much for listening watching and taking part we won't be here next week Stop due to the fact that I'll be sunning it up somewhere in uh, well Africa kind of like region it'll be really hot so I'll uh, see you all in a couple of weeks when I'll be a lot more dark than I am that that's not racist I'm saying I'll be suntanned I wasn't making any kind of judgment on whether it's good or not to be I was just saying I may be suntanned if I am you may not recognise but I wasn't saying you wouldn't recognise me because I was uh, I'll see you in a fortnight bye bye okay, yeah well. Adam unfortunately I'm not going to be able to be on next week because I'll be in Limington that's a weird one. I'm pretty sure I mean, Reese wouldn't have had that one. Play one up and ship I don't, I don't no, even know if Reese knows where Limington is. Limington is closer to us than I mean, freshwater. Um, yes. I know, it's weird, isn't it? Mm. I thought you were going to say Gran Canaria then. I was going to say, <laughs> you got, who got a geography A level? Take right. a picture of the Isle of Wight when you fly what? over it. Ed. Moving on okay. to the next segment before I blimmin take root. Um, <laughs> well, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> what we watched this week, right? What I watched this week uh, were mainly videos of weddings that I've been trying to edit and photos from weddings. Oh God! Anyway, so but I did. We did manage to finish Umbrella Academy, which uh, I love, and um, slightly, dis- slightly disappointing ending. Ending, to be fair. Deb is rewatching Stranger Things from the beginning, and uh, something I'd be tempted to do if I didn't have loads of other stuff I need to watch. Um, I also watched episode four of Strange New Worlds. And um, how did you like it? I like Strange New Worlds. A very good series. I mean, how did you like that episode? I didn't like it as much as the previous three, but I still enjoyed it. Um, but yes, so that's all I've really been able to watch this week that I can remember off the top of my head. Um, Debbie, what have you been watching? Oh, um, not much actually because it's been so glorious i've been out in the garden reading books instead but um well you can mention about what you've been reading as well that's fine oh well i refinished um stephen king's it that i seem to read every couple of years Um, sorry debbie can you just repeat that i think you dropped out (laughs) (laughs) i've been rereading i've got about five books on the go um lord of the rings come back round into reading again i read it every year and um actually 
I've been watching a lot of trailers, all the trailers that landed overnight from the Comic-Con, uh, all the Marvel trailers. I've been going through them all day today and, and, and dribbling in anticipation for like the new new TV shows that are coming. We um, we rewatched a bit of Miss Marvel because that was just absolutely wonderful. And um, Isla's been watching a lot of SpongeBob, so I've been enjoying that side of things quite a lot. <laughs> but because I, I, I can't get enough of, of that cartoon. That's hilarious. And um, what else have I been doing? And, yeah, just quite a bit of Doctor Who, actually. I've been watching some classic. After um, Matthew put up the post about uh, Bombera coming back, I've been re-watching some Sylvester McCoy. So, yeah, enjoying that. Yay. Uh, why, thank you, Debbie. Kirby, what have you been watching? I, I haven't had as much time this week. I've made it up to the end, to the next to last episode of season three of Stranger Things. So cool. I'll probably finish Good. season three uh, tonight. Are you it's enjoying it? say that. Debbie's I love actually, it. When I, when I you wouldn't get worried through, about it. It was like, yep. Yeah. And when the, I, the, uh, the other two just finished uh, season four this morning. The uh, the other two uh, daughters who still live in this house. They're advancing, advanced of you. But no, when I went through to make myself a cup of tea uh, just before we did the show, Deb was actually watching the first couple of episodes of series three. So you're quite close to where she is at the moment in regards, but she's already seen them all. Uh, it's quite interesting seeing, obviously, uh, my old mate, David Harbour, uh, in a slightly larger state. Uh, in, in... Anyway, um, where do we get up to? Uh, oh, is that it, Kirby? I do apologise. Yes. I, I interrupted you. Yeah, that, that's pretty okay, much then. I've been busy. Ben, what have you been watching? Uh, not a lot. Uh, lots of darts. It's been the World uh, World Championship. No, not the World Championship. The World uh, Darts Throwing thing. Um, <laughs> it's a champ. They. Uh, it's, it's in legs. It's it's just in the legs. It's not in the legs and the sets. It's the um, uh, 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 as he quickly goes. It's the World Match Play Darts, obviously, yeah. and it's the final in about uh, ten minutes' times. And I've still got to go and pack my suitcase, so I'm gonna have to go in a minute. So we would have to rip through this. Uh, a little bit of do. cricket. And uh, not a lot else. And due to the fact that we're talking about it, I've just remembered that I haven't downloaded the, the uh, last episode of uh, Obi Wan to watch on the plane tomorrow. Ooh, so good. I'm not not currently doing that. Okay. Um, yes, yeah, so we're talking. You're talking about sport. Um, uh, the other thing that's really been taking up my watching time, apart from uh, Swamp Murders, which is quite a good series on uh, Disney. Sorry, Discovery Plus, is uh, the Women's European Football Championship. Don't care what mm. Ben says. I think women are great at football and they're a bit more honest than men. And um, especially there's some absolutely outstanding footballers among the among the, the women and thoroughly enjoying and having my eyes opened by some incredible football. So well done all the women who are currently playing football Adam. in the European Football um, Championships. And I hope it raises women's football a much more honest sport than the men's diving around yeah. pretending Adam. you're injured department. Yes. You know um, uh, Sam Kerr? Not personally, but I know she is. Oh, she's from Perth. So, Congratulations and she's going to, to be on the next FIFA game, the cover. Good for yes, her. Yes, she is. Yeah. Good for her. Best yeah. woman, yeah. female footballer to her. She reckons. Um, anyway, so... Um, no, she's not the first woman footballer. No, she's best. the first woman no. footballer to be on the cover of... Oh, well, the... yeah, sorry, I thought you meant she was the best one. Anyway, right, where do we get up to? So, uh, Robert, that was you next, wasn't it? I don't know. It must be. <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, what have I been watching? I've been watching Beauty and the Geek. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Aussie version, that is. Um, <clears throat> what did we watch the other night? Love Island? We watched them. Oh, no. Huh? Nothing. Uh, I'm just trying to think what we were watching the other night. We were watching a movie. TV? You were watching uh, something. 
You should write I these things down. Something, I thought the Beatles should, video. Something in the way. Oh, yeah, I watched oh. the first episode of Flora's Lava. Oh, the first no, episode. Which one? Series yeah, two? Series two I, or I series one? I was going to start watching that, and uh, I was talking to uh, my girls, and they said, we saw it. It's okay. Well, that's all right. Mm. It's not rubbish. It's, it's, well, it's very it's okay. quite good to me, then. A bit of silly fun, isn't it? Yeah, Auntie know? Butcher says he's been watching Neighbours. I can't wait to see Kylie and Jason back in Neighbours. I'm really thoroughly looking forward to that. I, I, just, I just go out on my back porch and I look one side and I've got a neighbour there and I've got oh, the God. other side. Oh, Do they bring you hot pot? Robert Vence Jr. says he might go back and watch rewatch Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I might uh, go back and watch Neighbours from the start. He's also oh, rewatching. Wow, oh, blimey. Okay. He's also rewatching Angel and can't get into Ms. Marvel. Um, I might start doing a Neighbours podcast where we talk about one episode every podcast. No. Oh, um, my God. Uh, Robert Vence Jr. said, this is a while back, that uh, Alan T. Butcher, love your feedback, most challenging for some people to read. So have a go, Robert, um, <laughs> and send it in. Um, and then definitely need a picture of that whole outfit. Uh, I'm flirting um, with Lillian. Hashtag Lillian's legs. Sorry, Robert, <laughs> carry on. <laughs> Carry on, Robert. Sorry. Uh, oh, I think that's about it. I can't really think. Besides, um, I was watching myself. Oh, yeah, some episodes of the New Avengers. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I love the theme yeah, tune to the that? New Avengers. Very, very 1970s, oh, isn't it? Rocking at the end. They're the New Avengers. Oh, really what are the name from? They nick it off some. Oh, we've got the theme tune here. Eh? Oh, that's the Avengers. Sorry, no, not that one. This is the one. Just vision of Joanna Lumley with that sort of weird pudding basin hairdo she used to have. Oh, God, Joanna Lumley. Oh, she's worse than And Gareth Hunt, who used to be in Doctor Who. Diana Rigg is my icon. She wasn't in this one. This is no, the I new Avengers. No, I know Avengers. she wasn't in this one. But Steed was in it. Steed. And Gabe. And I love this thing, too. So, Debbie, I put in Dame Diana Rigg into the poison, you know, for you. And you missed it. I missed her, right? Well, in that respect, you did. You took part in the quiz. Sorry, I'll stop it there. Well, I was supposed to wax lyrical about how much I love her and think she's amazing. Well, I thought when I said Dame Diana Rigg, I might have got a whoo! You know, like when like Robbie Williams walked out on stage. Anyway, yeah, sorry. No, I would go if Robbie Williams walked out on stage. I'd be like, I paid for this to walk out. You'd be fainting, probably. Uh, Lillian Robbins says, hashtags, hashtag Lillian's legs. Oh, sorry, Robert, I interrupted you again, didn't I? Have you finished? Hashtag Lillian's legs. Robert. Yes, uh, just some... Just some extras on the Star Wars Blu-ray disc. Okay. I need to watch Ms. Marvel. I posted a link to that uh, thing where legs. they go to... Uh, no, where they... Uh, the Megan Fantastic. Right. Um, uh, so before we move on to the highlight of the show, I did post a video which doesn't appear to be peering, uh, on the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who podcast Facebook. What's the highlight of the show? Of... My song. No. Uh, well, yeah, I suppose there's, there's an element of that. Um, nice but... story. <laughs> it's, oh, here it is. It's, it's basically. I mean, you, listeners to the podcast will hear this because while um, certain parts of the show were happening, I moved the main microphone down to Star, who's 
currently having a dream snoring. on the floor. Listen very carefully. Oh, bless her. <laughs> but she, earlier on, she was snoring. Listen. Aww. Can you hear her? Yes. Yeah. I'll, I can't. I'll, I'll, <laughs> hang on. Put the main mic so the listeners can hear this. Oh, thanks a lot. Stupid bloody dog. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, he's having style. a dream as well. They're having a synchronized dreaming at the moment. Um, anyway, I was going to say so. <laughs> oh, but yes, yeah, she was snoring oh, earlier on. So the, oh, the on, listeners, Adam. sorry, the listeners will be to hear her snoring doing her Andy Nunny impression. So I did a little we've, video. We've got, we've got some pet news. We're collecting kittens on Saturday. We're not collecting one of Alicia's oh, dogs. How many? Depends how quickly they can get them in the bag. Coming. Yeah, but and I've already named them Apollo and Artemis. Oh, that's nice. Have you, are you not buying one of Alicia's dogs? Male or female? What? The, what? Uh, well, Artemis is obviously a girl, and Apollo is a boy. Yes, we are. Debbie. Oh, yeah. You're not buying any of Alicia's puppies. We can't afford a dog. <laughs> yes, dogs are expensive. Oh, you, yeah, you, you can one. actually on on the Facebook page, which you can join. You can actually click on that. Hashtag and the fifth one down is Doctor Who related. <laughs> what? Okay, right. Um, I can't have a dog because I can't walk very far. So. Oh, that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. Good, good excuse. I like that one. No, that, it's the proper pass. excuse because it will be left up to me. Stacy at work is having one of uh, one of Alicia's puppies. She already named I it Bonnie. One of Alicia's puppies. They're beautiful. I'm right not then, sure. So... I'm very comfortable with you talking about your daughter's puppies. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I'm going to have to go in a minute, guys. Yes, right. This what? is the highlight Debbie, of the show. Debbie, is that note? <laughs> oh, this is the highlight of the show. It's now time for Mary's bit, and I've got a special theme tune. What I wrote Mary's for this. Bit. Oh, uh, what about my theme tune? I'm winding you up. Thing in the show. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to miss your bits, Mary. It's getting worse. Get on with it. I did. But then I'm someone talked to Mary's stop. Bits. It's getting worse. We heard Night, that bit. everybody. See you later. Sorry. Bye, Deborah. Right. Right. right, now we can talk about her. Right then. That blimmin' Melrose, she's a bit of a smarty pants, isn't she? Wow, that was that, that was smack talk there, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Tell us what she's watched this week. She will. And what she's listened to in a Mustang. Vroom, vroom. And also what was read in the world. Her world. Of Mary Blitzland. Mary Blitzland. And when it comes to Big Finish. Oh, yeah. She's the leader of the gang. Leader of the so gang. Shut your mouth, pray silence here. Here she is. Mary Blitzland. I love the way he kind of... Adds into his little song there. <laughs> oh yeah, well you got to sing along with yourself, Mary, haven't you? <laughs> um, well, I'm sorry to disappoint you. I don't no, have a lot yeah. to report this week. Um, still reading, um, you know, Creature from the Pit. Um, I'm listening on Big Finish to more Torchwood stories. Um, on TV, I've been catching up on. <laughs> Uh, Adam will laugh at me. Um, EastEnders and Coronation <laughs> Street. It's been a while. <laughs> and neither one is going very well these days. They both have, I think they're kind of both in the doldrums. So I've been kind of buzzing through it. I have watched some Orville. And I That's like good, that. Man. I forgot. I have watched the other thing I've been watching. Sorry, Mary. Yes, I forgot about Orville. Brilliance. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I heard about the very special... Uh, Cameo appearance. I haven't said that. I've watched up to episode six, but there's the episode, Mary, that I'm talking about that springs to mind, is the one where, where um, the the child of um, I can't remember the character's name changes sex during the oh, show. Yeah. Remember, yeah. She, that is so moving and so powerful. Oh God, so 
brilliant writing. It's just blows yeah, my mind. It's such a good series. Um, and well, and in terms of uh, also reading, I, I keep forgetting to mention this. Just as Deb says, she rereads the Lord of the Rings every year. Um, I kind of go through a, another journey every year of the books, the Outlander. Which I'm sorry, she's off the podcast now because I would strongly um, recommend that she yeah. um, get into the Outlander novels. They are really good. Um, that's about it for me. Wow, that was quite. Have succinct. I mentioned that I'm reading all of the Wizard of Oz books? Oh. You might have mentioned it last week. Is that like a traditional thing for you too, or is no? That... This is the first time I've ever gone through them all. Oh, it's because he thinks he's Dorothy. Yeah. <laughs> no, I uh... <laughs> no. I watched someone on TikTok who's an Oz historian and uh, Shave has so many interesting little things about Oz. I decided to go and just buy a four volume set of all of the Oz books. Mm -hmm. There you go. I'm I'm in the uh, fourth book right now. Wow. Before this, I'd only read the first one. Are they worth diving into? If you are, if you like the Oz books, and if you don't yeah. like cut, if you don't like continuity, yeah. okay, <laughs> it's, it's, it's worse than Doctor Who. Right. Then. So, um, right. So next week, I know Ben's Ben says he's not on, but I might not be on either because I've got a funny feeling that it's the European Football Championships final, and if in the very hopeful event England managed to get through the semi-final. Uh, and playing that final, I'll be watching that match. Uh, but when will we know? Tuesday. Because you might see something posted on my timeline, or I might say, yeah, Tuesday. I think... Tuesday nights when the, the, the semi-finals. Yeah, semi-finals uh, that'll Tuesday. be Wednesday for me. So, therefore, that will change. No, Tuesday for everyone, Robert. Don't try and be funny. <laughs> Just let me know before Friday evening when I post the uh, request for feedback. Yeah, whatever. It'll be when England's semi-final is played on Tuesday. So, by Wednesday, we should know, because I might forget to post something on Tuesday, because I'll probably be heading for bed. So, if that happens, there won't be a podcast next week. Uh... All the week after, because I have a job to do on Sunday evening the 7th, and we won't return, therefore, until the 14th of August. Oh, wow. It's like a summer holiday for us. Wait, wait, wait. It all depends on England's success or non-success in the European Football Maybe not next week, but definitely not the week after. So definitely not the 7th. Okay. No, I have a party to try and get my head around, because I just realised I've got to do lots of printing at that party. Oh, well. Am I talking to the party goes, of the first part? That means I'll have to buy some ink and some paper. Oh my God, got to so the, I, I have updated the calendar. No podcast for the 7th. Definitely no podcast for the 7th, unless um, something disastrous happens to the poor people that I'm going to. Hopefully that doesn't happen. Robert Bench Jr. says, bye all. Have a great week, everyone. Same to you, Robert. Have a nice idea. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so... Um, until next time, when we will supposedly, I say next time, notice this and not saying whatever that is, it will be um, uh, Vampires in Venice. Um, yes. Uh, oh, I can, I can get rip that one apart. One of yeah. my most favorite speeches is in that one. Mm. But yes, Vampires in Venice, there are things to pick holes in, I, I agree, but um, there's. <laughs> We've oh, done this podcast lovely. for 12 years, there's things lovely. to pick hole in every single Doctor Who story, even the best ones. Yes. Yeah. So until next time, thank you for listening, watching, taking part in the show. Please continue to do so. Goodbye. Goodbye, fancy pants. Scarecrow.
Megabyte Doctor Who podcast is an APV Services production sponsored by whoone.co.uk, lavazi.co.uk. We are a proud member of the Doctor Who podcast alliance. Doctor Who is a trademark of the BBC. No copyright infringement intended.